0: Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC.
1: Morning, a pretty nice heavy company. Welcome to Tuesday, the 21st of uh, August. So Ian Collins, first of all, was somewhat sceptical about the woman who fell from the cruise ship. And I said, wait a minute, because I then repeated the story about the Titanic and how you survived. And you generally survive in water if you're drunk. It turns out that she might because they've got her on CCTV. She didn't fall, she jumped. Because I was trying to work out how she'd missed all the boats and all the other little bits and pieces on the way down. But, uh, as I say, if you've had her skin full, and she does have history, I'm afraid, so uh, you watch, she'll be booked for Big Brother next. That'll be the next celebrity. Uh, the mother who claims she was ordered out of the swimming pool for breastfeeding her toddler, actually in the pool. Not in the pool area, in the swimming pool. Uh, Fern McCann on yet another dreary holiday with her photographer. Very boring. Uh, What would Philip Schofield's death mask look like, according to one reviewer? Step forward, Rodrigo Alvarez. Yes, exactly like that. And Weinstein. Ooh. There's an interesting story of a woman who has accused Harvey Weinstein of sexual misappropriation. She's just had to pay out £300,000 for a young man that she seduced herself some years ago. Not looking promising, is it, really? There you go. Uh, and Courtney Act gets her own TV show. She's Aussie drag. I know. Difficult to believe, isn't it, really? When you look at these uh, butch men, you know, they all grow beards over there. So when they're upside down, you don't know which way up they are. And um, and then they go out there and they all put on... Because apparently it's, like, really funny. And, uh, and they all dress up in women's clothing. And then they arrive on British television. And we go, do you know, Courtney Act is about the most believable-looking drag I've ever seen. I mean, she really looked fantastic in Big Brother. I mean, seriously. I mean, there were... Definitely shades you, Mike. I mean, seriously, in there? You know, you both got the same kind of, you know, you both know show tunes and stuff like that. And <laughs> just have to shave your arms a bit more than she does. But anyway, and uh, so Courtney's going to get her own show, which is lovely. I can't wait. It'll be a bit dull because we've already seen the uh, the shows over in uh, Australia, but it doesn't really matter. Tiger Woods has been invited to a brothel because apparently it can sort of increase his, uh, his golf. I don't know whether that works or not. Uh, the decline in teenage bookworms. You're not reading enough. You're supposed to read things, but people, people don't, do they? Because people use um, e-books and, and they go to YouTube and they do all these other things and, um, and they, don't, they don't go out and buy a book, which is a shame because there's some... Re- I think you should buy books, but only selectively buy books. And second-hand books are even more exciting. A uh, huge police guard on Harry and Meghan as they take a trip with the Cloonies. See, already Harry, knowing that he's never going to be anything in the royal family apart from Harry and married to Meghan, who doesn't talk to her father, who sometimes sees her mother, and he suddenly realised you might as well hang around with a few celebrities so they can pander to him, and he can pretend he's really in show business, which, of course, gives them a false sense of security. Didn't happen years and years ago, but the current slot of them, you know, I'm afraid, turn up with celebrities for for weddings and stuff like that. They're not really friends, they're a bit fair-weather friends. You know what I mean? They're sort of people who you bump into and they go, oh, I'd like to help your, your charity. And that's it, because am apparently, is friendly with Prince Charles, because he donated, I think, a quarter of a million to Charles's charity. So for that, you get the invite to Highgrove, and, um, and they let you believe that you're really in with the family. But, of course, you're not really at all. Uh, somebody else has joined the uh, Strictly cast. Laura Stedman, she's a Paralympian. Uh, she said, I'm going to prove that you can dance with one arm. And Lee Ryan. Lee Ryan, who hasn't worked in God knows how long, and he was a member of Blue. And he's 35, and he was a bankrupt, and he went to theatre school. In fact, he was dancing for most of his life. So he's going on. So another one who's really there under false pretenses, because he can dance. He went to theatre school, that's what they do. They do lessons in the morning, lunchtime, you have you know a sandwich, something like that, and then you dance. And that's what they do, and that's what Lee Ryan did. But as I say, always a bit of a plank, and um, exhibited himself on the internet, not the best thing he could have done. But there again, he's not the brightest penny in the box. And let's wait and see what, uh, what he, uh, he comes up with. Also, uh, Adrian Childs. Hello, welcome. It turned out that he was drinking six pints a day during that, which actually didn't seem that much to me. As I say, I had a producer who used to drink 12 pints a day. Mind you, he didn't know which day of the week it was, really. So he's, uh, he said to cope with the stress of work. Well, everybody has the stress of work. What do you mean, stress of work? Well, what's stressful about it? I don't understand. All these people go, oh, it's really stressful. You go, it's like somebody saying to me, isn't your job stressful? You go, no, why would it be? Why would it be stressful? I get, I, I go home, just supposing today, I go home. Yesterday I had to go out and do a few little bits and pieces, trying to kill these pigeons, which we've got trouble with at the moment. Oh, the mess is disgusting. And uh, But don't worry, they will die <laughs> eventually. <laughs> It'll be a slow process. And... um and it's a case of you sort of go home, have a little rest. Then you get up, go out for a walk, do a bit of shopping, do little bits and pieces. Then you go back, have some uh, some lunch, which is I call early tea, and uh, a couple of drinks, uh, watch a bit of telly, make some phone calls. Then you go to bed. I don't understand where the stress is and all these people. Adrian Charles, the stress of doing what? Sitting there, somebody puts makeup on your face, somebody gives you an auto-cue, or is it, or the complicated thing of stringing two words together. Where's the stress? I never understand people who go, oh, I'm very stressed. You know, the next thing is you'll find half oh, the cast of Made in Chelsea will be stressed in years to come when the taxman comes a-calling. Uh, 84850, steve at LBC.co.uk, I watched a fraction of Celebs on the Farm. Unfortunately, a couple of... Um, I don't know who they were. One of them, I think, was Les Dawson's uh, daughter, who, frankly, is another one who can't string two words together. And the other one was Bobby Cole Norris, who was even camper than the uh, little queen who used to work at the dance centre, whose name I can never remember. And, uh, and you think, I'm sorry, what is the purpose of these people? The answer is, they're lonely. They don't have any friends. They, they they have to do something which gets them out and they have to sort of say listen please please help me please help me so we watch and we laugh so i lasted 5 minutes i'm afraid uh 5 minutes which wasn't uh, particularly good uh, shane said courtney act never heard of her here in australia well he should have done she'd played the sydney opera house on numerous occasions numerous occasions huge a, a drag queen of uh, of immense standards young that looks really, really good. <laughs> really good. I mean, seriously, you know. You see some people, it can be comedy drag. But, no, uh, oh, Courtney amazing. Well, one, uh, the celebrity uh, programme over here, which is good. And uh, now I'm worried, Steve. I've booked a cruise for me and the family next year. We might all fall off the back of the ship. And uh, somebody says, I've been on a Cunard cruise. To fall in the sea would be extremely difficult. It's reported the woman said, now I'm famous, as she was about to be rescued. Yeah, it makes you wonder whether or not she comes with... History. In fact, her, uh, her father, I think, has a bit of the papers saying she was minutes from giving up. Her dad reveals the pain in her personal life and a crewman claims she didn't fall. She jumped. So you're right. She might be an attention seeker, but don't worry. She'll be booked for this morning. Loose women who were fawning all over Stormy Daniels the other day. I was like, I tell you what, when 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 all your kids grow up, why don't you recommend a life in pornography? And then you too can be as good as Stormy Daniels. It was embarrassing to watch the Loose Women, seriously, very embarrassing, you know, fawning over a porno star, you know, as if she was some huge celebrity. Because she'd had sex, apparently, with the man who's the President of the United States of America. And there they all were, brown-nosing like there was no tomorrow. At one point, they had their arms around each other. Deeply embarrassing, deeply, deeply embarrassing for everybody. Uh, Steve, and uh, uh, another one here, says, I get up at three o'clock. Nearly every day and leave for work before five. And I don't drink, says Jane. Yeah, they all say that. People always say, I don't drink. It's what you call drinking, isn't it? You know, it's, it's what you call drinking. You know, it's, it's like going to the doctor and they say, because we all tell fibs. So, how much are you drinking? And you go, Pff, bottle. And they go, a week. And you go, uh? like that, because you don't want to sort of be seen to be saying, yes. And uh, John says, I've never watched Big Brother, but I have seen breastfeeding in the local swimming pool. Well, this this one was uh, was removed. You know, can you please not do this? You're in the swimming pool. OK, I think the, these people do it deliberately just to be just to be very difficult. And, and a case of, you know, I'm doing this and then I can be in the papers. Do you remember the woman who, who claimed that uh, that she was breastfeeding in Primark and, and the guard came over and snatched her child away from her? It turned out she was a liar. There was no security guard who snatched the child away. She was just a compulsive liar. And I forget what happened to her afterwards. I hope she disappeared into the world called oblivion. But you know what these people are like. People just tell lies nowadays and then try and try and prove it. You know, did, did you do that? No, I didn't do that. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. And they end up with all these different people. They end up going to court. They had a bloke the other day. It was on the television. What was it on? Oh, it was Can't Pay Would we'll Take It Away. And they go round to this guy's house, and he apparently is not there, and his mother pff, didn't trust her as far as I could throw her. She also was saying, uh, no, he, he lives in Egypt now. And they go, well, he owes 7,000 quid or whatever it was. And uh, and they go, oh, OK, fine. And uh, so then, and then he says... So they, they, they phone him. He's on his way to the airport. They phone, the, uh, they phone him, and he says, my brother will deal with it. So next thing is, the brother turns up on the doorstep, right little mouthy so-and-so he is. He was most peculiar. At one point, he said to one of the uh, blokes from the High Court, we're going to take all your clothes off and put you outside. He said, sorry, you're going to take all my clothes off? He was quite clearly some sort of pervert. And, um, and then he said, "Is it get out, get out the house. He said, no, we're High Court officials, we're allowed in here, we have the right to go through your house. He was a bit simple, and uh, you're not getting no money, Next thing is, two of his friends turn up, a little bit threatening, sort of giving it the big I am with their little hoodies up. Again, they just look like big girls' blouses. And then another two turn up. In the end, there was about eight of them outside, all of them sort of doing this threatening kind of behaviour. But, of course, this didn't work. This didn't work for the uh, the people from the High Court because they've got the backing of the police. And once the police turned up, these little girls picked up their skirts and they rin ring, 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 ring. You what the bloke inside is still doing, giving the big I am. And all the rest of it. And the bloke says, well, listen, we're going to start removing things. You're not touching nothing. And he starts going all like this. Then he suddenly realised, because he obviously didn't have a brain cell, he was obviously a bit thick, that the police were staying here until this was sorted out if they had to help them remove the cars, which they do, which they would, because they're, they're High Court enforcers. Not from your local piddly tin pot council offices. This is the High Court. This has been escalated, but these people are too stupid. Anyway, then he goes. Uh, can I have a word with the two people? So they go back inside again, and he coughs up cash. What do you think? You silly little girl. Silly little girl's blouse. Honestly, if you just coughed up in the first place, you wouldn't have made yourself look so stupid. Really awful. Have you ever been in a hot air balloon, Steve? No, but I liked a piece of music that was in the film Shaft. And it was played on a xylophone, and it was, they used it a lot for ballooning music. And I used to work in a hotel uh, years and years ago, and after I left, they started doing ballooning from there. Because you could go all the way over the Berkshire countryside, which was lovely, actually, lovely. Uh, great uh, programme starting tonight, BBC Two, Steve, eight p.m. Saving Lives at Sea. Clacton's lifeboat is on this episode. I quite like the idea of life. But I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. It's, I mean, I've watched them going down the slipway, and I thought I feel sick even doing that. What did I feel the other day? Though I was watching some programme on on the telly, and I really felt ill. It might have been climbing or something. Oh, that's right. It was it was a thing I found on YouTube of a roller coaster that got stuck at the very top. They couldn't make it go backwards or forwards. So they all had to get out and walk down. I felt physically ill. I looked at the drop that was there. It, it, I tell you what, if you're in London and you're going over Waterloo Bridge, just as you turn right from the strand onto Waterloo Bridge, on the left hand side is Somerset House and there's a bus stop right there, which takes the 176, to 139. Good, and if you lean against that wall, have a look over that wall. The drop is about seventy feet. Seriously, onto hard concrete, frightened the life out of me the other day. I didn't actually jump over, but I was looking at it, thinking, Phew, "That's a." I'm not good with heights. Even turning around, I'm not very good. Actually, if I do it, if I do it quickly in the bathroom, I make myself quite quite dizzy. It's not good. Should we take a break? No. Uh, there's another one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I said, I don't know who's more twisted, Steve. The woman who jumps off the back of a ship into pitch black seas or the woman who admits sleeping with Trump. Well, that's her That's her claim to fame, isn't it? What do you do, darling? I make porno films and I apparently slept with Donald Trump. She's now... We. I think she's a compulsive liar. She claims the money she was offered, she was going to give all to charity. From, from Big Brother. Were you really, popsikins? And she claims at the show we're going to have her deported... You know, I mean, for goodness sake, honestly. It's just pathetic, isn't it, really? Uh, 84850, steve at uk, And um, I'll take your texts and emails. We'll we'll fit them all in. We'll go through the papers. We shall destroy the Z-listers. We shall, you know, sort of try and put a spin on... Honestly, there was a radio station. I tried to launch a programme the other day involving people on bicycles. And I couldn't quite work out whether or not they'd realised it was radio. And bicycles just don't work on radio. You know, it's very sweet, you know, a rocket ship taking people up, you know, and losing them somewhere would be great. But People on Bicycles was about as dull as sort of believing in... Far- oh, it no matter. Anyway, it's uh, 17 minutes past four.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. Welcome to Tuesday. Tuesday. What do we get? You've got to sort out something for the weekend. You've got to sort out something for the bank holiday. I know that uh, Chris Evans has got his, uh, his car fest Taking place. I'd completely forgotten until yesterday, till somebody said to me, It's the Bank Holiday Weekend. And I went, Ah, right, it's the Bank Holiday Weekend. And then I thought, Oh, it's the Bank Holiday Weekend. I hadn't actually got anything lined up for it apart from, from resting. A friend of mine uh, works uh, on another of our radio stations and uh, he gets up very early in the morning. And so he said to me the other day, He said, I, I've got two weeks off. He said, I said, Oh, you're going somewhere nice. He said, I'm sleeping. Because the one thing you can't do if you're an overnight radio presenter or you do breakfast or anything like that is to have a normal life. You just have to have to kind of suspend all, all disbelief about, you know, I can do this and then just wander into the studio. You can't. Take my word for it. It just eventually it will it will get you. It will get you, which is not so good. Steve, I find this uh, 21st century illness of untalented numbskulls needing to be noticed truly astonishing. Showing me what they're having for their dinner. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me, says Meg. Pathetic. Yeah, well, they are pathetic. Look at the ones on the farm. Pathetic deadbeats. How many years has sort of the um, the only gay in the village been on TOWIE? And he doesn't—he hasn't achieved anything at all. He's achieved nothing. What has he done? Nothing. Wasted his time. Wasted his time. One of them in uh, in Big Brother. I think she's... um oh, so funny. She's Megan Barton, whatever her face is, and she performs on the internet. But she wants to put all that behind her. Now she's decided that she's not... She's not going to be doing any nightclub openings even though they're worth about three grand a time or something like that why because she wants to be a worldwide superstar and i'm thinking no chance not a cat in hell's chance i'm afraid absolutely delusional to the last she will end up doing the nightclubs you know, hello hello yeah Megan, yeah because you know what they're going to be uh, saying about you when you're there Because they've all seen you on the internet. Well, they will have done by that time, won't they? It's like at the moment, people are probably searching out, you know, which celebrities have revealed themselves on the internet. And there's quite a lot of them. Quite a lot of them. You know, because for some... I don't know whether or not they actually think that nobody is seeing them, the other end, but um, lots of them get... get We had that bloke, didn't we? He was on the television. Was he a sports reporter? And he got caught out by somebody pretending to be somebody else to make him exhibit himself. And you think... Do you know the last thing you'd be doing is sitting in front of your computer with no clothes on that would be ridiculous and yet they do it and then lee ryan silly little boy you know obviously not 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 a brain cell you know running through anywhere at all and he does the same sort of thing and you and you start thinking to yourself are you mad it's like i never understand why anybody would ever want to do nude modeling you know i mean luckily nobody's ever asked me but <laughs> to be honest with you, they just sort of pay extra to get me to keep more clothes on. Uh, so nobody's ever asked for a new model. And then you think to yourself, they take pictures. All these girls who do the page three and the sort of this, and somebody says, "Oh, go a little bit further, a little bit further." Do you not realise that they take hundreds and hundreds and thousands of pictures? And years later, they're going to come back and bite you on the bum. It's as simple as that. It's it's just you know the way it goes. The people don't realise, do they? Because in years to come, somebody say, "Oh, look, this is my mum, the hooker." Because that's what it's getting now. Stormy Daniels has got a seven-year-old she's trying to get custody of. But the way she's been behaving, I think maybe not. I think maybe not. Uh, also, uh, Michael. Uh, no, you're, you're completely wrong on that, Michael. Completely wrong. In fact, you couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, seriously, it's an embarrassment. We both laughed in here when we saw that one. Poor soul. But never mind. Uh, a lot of people booking cruises uh, do, but make sure there's no kids on them. Because that would drive you absolutely mad. Uh, jo, my, my name's John, says John. I tell you what, hilarious. Earlier on, I heard somebody talking to Darren saying, I've got this uh, this this book from uh, somebody called Alan Carr. And I thought, where have you been for the last 25 years? Alan Carr is the acknowledged expert on giving up smoking. Absolutely. And he gets somebody called Alan Carr. I thought, <laughs> Honestly, you know, read the book. This one was written years ago. Uh, John, who knows his name, says, what do you think about the new Doctor Who being a woman? I've got no idea. I, I haven't watched Doctor Who since the Daleks left town. I, it, just doesn't, it just doesn't interest me. It was. I liked it in the early days when it was black and white and when it had some sort of edge to it and we had the Cybermen, Swamp People and everything. I still found them quite scary as a... Not scary, scary, but, you know, they, they looked... Now, you look at it and you go... Oh. I'll tell you what I was really disappointed in. The BBC did um, a documentary on... Well, it wasn't... It was a a big production about Henry VIII. And they had an exhibition at Hampton Court Palace of the costumes from the series. And I was amazed at how many things they used, like plugs and bits of bath chain, to make it look as though it was all... And they just sprayed it gold. So close up, it looked awful. On the television, it looked absolutely fantastic. But I cannot comment about the new Doctor Who, because... I haven't seen the old Doctor Who. In fact, I couldn't even tell you who, who Doctor Who is. I couldn't tell you who the, who the woman is. I've got no idea. Would I watch it? No. Probably not. Probably not. I'm not that... I'm, I'm not a Doctor Who fan, but I enjoyed it in the early days. But that was a long, long, long time ago. And I've seen the films, and I thought the Daleks were still the best thing ever. You know, the Terry Nation creation. And from the B- BBC Radiophonic Workshop. I used to think that was terribly exciting, the Radiophonic Workshop. And uh, and I was but apart from that, no, not remotely interested. Uh, There's a gold cigarette case which is coming up for auction, and it was on the Titanic, and uh, it was given to somebody who went on the Titanic. I think it could fetch about sixty thousand pounds, which is uh, which is great. Uh, Also, Nick Knowles he makes the paper today because he goes into a, a sandwich cafe, orders a sandwich. How long does it take? An hour. An hour to make a sandwich. They must have been the most incompetent buffoons ever. An hour to make a sandwich. So he tweeted about it. I'd have tweeted... Actually, I wouldn't even have got ten minutes. I wouldn't have go- I wouldn't be standing there for ten minutes. I'm sorry, a sandwich I'm having... Unless he was ordering something really complicated. And I can't see he would be, actually. He was He was on his way to do a thing and just wanted to pick up a quick sandwich. I'd have gone to Marks and Spencer's or Waitrose or any of the supermarkets. I wouldn't go to a sandwich shop. I'm sure they're lovely, but you stand there for an hour. What do they think we are, Idiots. I wouldn't even, in a million years, think of standing anywhere for an hour. I wouldn't even queue to get in a nightclub. I know around here they would, because they go to nightclubs, so it's quite normal. You've had a few sherbets, yeah. All right, mate? Yeah, talk to the bouncer on the door like they've known them for years. Get inside, lurch up to the bar. Uh, a pint for... What's your name? Jackie. A pint for Jackie, and uh, I'll have a drambuie and, uh, and lemonade. Drambu and Lemonade. You like Drambu and Lemonade? No, I don't, I don't like it either, actually. I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, Shane says, you get your new DVD player. No, I'm going to have to do it today. I'm going to have to do it today because I, I, I didn't do it yesterday because I started doing things and got a bit carried away and uh, so uh, I didn't. I'm going to go and get it today. I don't know where to go to to get it actually. I can't work out whether to go to John Lewis or oh, I wouldn't use Curries now. No. I remember my. Uh, we used to have a consumer queen called Jackie King, and uh, she said Curries and Dixons in the high street. She said, well, the only people you never really got replies back from. Perhaps they've improved, I don't know. But uh, I don't like it when, when they try and sell you. The big problem they had with me was um, taking out the extra insurance. You know, because each item that you buy comes with its own insurance. It comes with, you know, sort of a guarantee. You get a year's guarantee. But what these shops do to make money out of you is try and flog you an extra guarantee. I remember saying that to somebody once. They, they, they said, uh, where did I go to? Kingston. I went to Kingston to Sunglasses Hut. And I just wanted to buy a pair of sunglasses. OK, here are the sunglasses. 120 quid. There's my card. OK, can I just have your address? No, of course you can't have my address. Don't be so stupid. Oh, um. Uh, postcode no I'm not giving you anything I'm buying a. what happens if they break I said if they break I bring them back with the receipt simple as that Why these people and then somehow I was buying something what did I get again it was it was another one of these big companies and I'm I'm not handing out my address to people and um and and it, it was a piece of electrical equipment so he said what happens if it breaks I said if it breaks I buy another one you know, if I'm buying a DVD player at 22 quid, you seriously think I'm going to waste time starting the car up and taking it back? I'm going to throw it in the nearest bin and get another one for 20 quid. Why should I worry about it? Ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, Ron says it's that dreaded weekend where anybody living... with Oh, it's, is it? Between Shepherd's Bush and Bayswater has to endure the Notting Hill Carnival. No. Oh, I'd forgotten about that. It'll be the same as last year, won't it? Be, it's always the same pictures in the, in the standard. In fact, I'm sure the picture's about 20 years old. There'll be a large black lady dancing with a couple of policemen and she's, uh, she's holding their helmets. You know, and that'll be, uh, and that'll be the excitement from the Notting Hill country. It'll be the same thing. Anybody who lives up there says, everybody uses our front garden as a toilet. There'll be uh, numerous drug crimes and thieving and muggings. And the, the advice is the same every year which is from the police, which is don't take valuables. Make sure you've got enough money to get yourself home. Don't flash your mobile phone around. There are people who will target you, I promise you. And uh, you'll have a very disappointing time and keep an eye on the kids. Don't buy a lot of the street food. It's rubbish. Seriously, but you can get a good bit of jerk chicken, know what I'm saying? Bit of jerk chicken from the Notting Hill Carnival. Never heard of jerked rice, though. But uh, we still love Jamie Oliver. I don't care. He can, he can do what he wants, as far as I'm concerned.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, everybody. Tuesday, 24... 24- what am I going to do for the weekend? I'll think of something, actually. I'll think of something. Uh, do Costco not sell DVD players, says Eddie? Do you know, I've got no idea. I've got... N- Isn't that funny? I've got... I've never thought of it. I'm trying to think where all the televisions are. Do you know, they might do. They absolutely might do. <laughs> I've never looked. I've never looked because I've never needed to buy one because I've got uh, one... Because years ago, I can remember buying the first DVD player that was called Chipped, and it was about 50 quid. It was chipped, which meant that you could play all regions because, stupidly, you know, DVD players will only play region for this country, and then if you wanted something else, you had to get another DVD player or get a chipped machine. And we bought a chipped machine, and, uh, and it was brilliant. Now, of course, most of them are multiplayer. They'll play any region because each DVD is a different region So, just in case you weren't sure about that. Uh, Even as a child, says Mick, the the Daleks never scared me. Nearest flight of stairs, and that's them shafted. Yes, I mean, I seem to remember, I seem to remember that there was something about them going downstairs. What was it? I can't remember. But you're right, they don't do stairs. Somebody's going to report me for killing pigeons. Yeah, kill them under the wheels of my car, I tell you. They're vermin, filth. Flying rats, disgusting. I'm so glad that uh, so many of them end their lives, you know, impaled. In fact, there was one over the road at the theatre. They put up all this stuff to stop the pigeons getting there because the the people who support pigeons are generally a bit dirty and smell. And um, and th- there was a pigeon trap behind it, and then when it just expired, I think after a while. Uh, DVD player, maybe, says Brian from Amazon. Good selection. What you've got. If you're not happy, you can send it back. I don't. Um, Yes, I mean, I thought about that, but I don't want to wait. Even though I could probably order today and get it for tomorrow, I think I'll probably end up uh, going... I think I'm... Uh, yeah, I'll have a look at Costco. But I, I don't want to spend a lot of money. It's only a blooming... It's only a, a bloomin' DVD player. It's not anything particularly special, as long as it plays the DVDs. And it's, but I, I wouldn't spend any more than 50 quid on a DVD player. That'd be a waste of money, wouldn't it? A complete waste of money. But I think this one, my, my latest one has given up, because I think I spilt drink on it. And um, as I was pouring some Prosecco, I think it bounced onto it and it got inside. I don't know how to do it. Anyway, it was only cheap, so I'll I'll just throw it away. Uh, Steve, there are so many little gas bottles in my street where I live, says Brenda. Do you get many where you live or work? No. I know what they are. That's for people who um, uh, inhale the gas. Again, sad, lonely, depressed people. And that's what they do. But that's what they want to do. That's fine. I couldn't care less. Do you think Gemma Collins has got a few nude pictures hidden away somewhere? Um... Uh, I wouldn't like to imagine. We know Arge has got uh, got some. Poor, sad little boy, honestly. And uh, and Gemma, I mean, let, let's pray to God not, shall we? <laughs> let's pray. Uh, Steve, I do a 12-hour night shift, sometimes go up for 30 days non-stop, and simply on my last shift, get up at midday, then go to bed at midnight, and I'm back to living days again. It must just be you. Well, I did that before, but uh, now I've got so many things to do, it has to all fit in. But bearing in mind, I don't have any trouble sleeping. I've never had trouble sleeping. No, 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 no. You obviously, perhaps you didn't hear properly. So obviously your hearing's been affected. No, 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 no trouble sleeping at all. I sleep, I climb into bed, gone. In seconds. Seriously. Uh, So it's Ron that's told us about the Notting Hill Carnival. Normally by this time, and you will find there'll be programmes on LBC where they'll talk about the Notting Hill Carnival. Was it Ken Livingstone who's thinking of sending it out of town? The people of Notting Hill hate it. They absolutely hate it. You know, if you live in Notting Hill... Uh, you're out for the weekend. You don't You don't want to be there while Carnival is on. We used to have uh, uh, offices down there and there used to be the floats on Children's Day. The floats used to pull up at the back of our building and what did they leave behind when they left? Empty vodka bottles. This is on Children's Day, which is the Sunday. Empty vodka bottles. I couldn't believe it. You know, I thought, well, I wasn't sure if the kids were drinking or the people who were driving the things were drinking. Whatever it was, they were smashed all over the road. Absolutely disgusting. Really terrible. I mean, is it not dated now? Do we need the Notting Hill Carnival? Do we need to celebrate Carnival after all these years? There's always trouble. It costs a small fortune. It doesn't really do what it's supposed to do. So, I mean, do anybody... The producer's never been. He he, he said he might go on Monday. I said, well, listen, the advice is don't take your mobile phone. Don't take your wallet with loads of cash in your back pocket. Just take enough for your needs. You know, like 10, 20 quid or something. And maybe a a card for getting back on the bus or something like that. Don't wear a watch. Seriously, there are people who go out to thieve from other people. There'll be drug sellers on the streets. There'll be people openly smoking sploffs. There'll be people smoking sploffs on the street. There'll be people sort of, you know, doing all sorts of dreadful things. And then you've got the sound systems. And up on the Westway... You can, uh, you can sort of look down on it. The police used to be up there. They don't go up there anymore now. They used to sort of put all their surveillance cameras up there so they could pick off people. When I say pick them off, I don't mean by guns. I think recently they, they decided it was easy to let, let the thing go through. If there was any trouble, there were enough police on, on guard duty to try and sort it out. And uh, Vince says, I recently got a new laptop and it plays DVDs. I've got a lead to the TV. Right. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 I never thought about that. I don't have a laptop, though. Do you know, when I think about all the stuff that I've bought, I've got all sorts of things that I don't even use at all now. Loads. I do Six vacuum cleaners. Yeah. I d- because I like vacuum cleaners. Because what's the matter with that? How often do I vacuum? Well, I turn on two of them at least once a day. I've got... There's... there's oh, seven vacuum cleaners. There's one for the patio. I vacuum the patio. Because there's dust and things like that. So... And leaves so I vacuum that and then I can do outside my, my place then I've got um two rechargeables in the kitchen one's a Dyson and one isn't and then I've got another one which is a silent vacuum cleaner it's the most silent vacuum cleaner I've, I've ever you know you can turn it up full and it's re- minimal noise it's not like <sighs> like that it's really really quiet then I've got an an yeah, I mean the suckage on it is amazing. I mean it, it really is brilliant. You know, it's been known to rip up carpet tiles. Then I've got another one, which is uh, an upright Vax, but it's small, which is a re- rechargeable. That's quite nice. It's got pretty lights on it. And then I've got another one, which is sort of just a little handheld, which is a rechargeable, which I use in the sitting room if I'm sort of if I've had something to eat and I've spilt something or you know whatever it is. I've got that. Then I've got another one in the car, and then I've got Henry downstairs. As well. I know, it's, it's great. I see them in the box and I just get tempted. And now that it, I, am an, I am an illness, it's been registered, hoarding is an illness. So I'm delighted to say that I've got an illness. Because like, people keep saying, all my friends go, listen, why don't we come round and clear the place? I go, what for? When I'm dead, you can do what you like. you know. But if I'm watching from above, spiffs, not spluffs. Oh, right, spiffs. Thank you. Spliffs. What are they? Oh, sploffs. Why don't you say sploffs then? Because they're sploffs. Right. But they're now called spliffs. Since when was that? Oh, it's ridiculous, honestly. They're spl- Everybody knows what I'm talking about when I say sploffs. You know about that. There's um, a castle they did on the television the other day. The bloke from um, 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 one of those homes programmes went down there. And it's, it's spelt Belvoir, but it's pronounced Beaver. Beaver Castle, and but it's it's spelt Belvoir, and it's um it was changed over the years because people couldn't pronounce the French Belvoir, so that eventually it became to Beaver. Uh, Ron says Arge is about to star in All Star Driving School, where he pretends he can actually drive a car. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, who cares about him? He was an old has-been years ago. He was dumped from so many programmes because of, let's just call it a habit, shall we? Apparently you can buy a banana-flavoured drink in a can from Asda, says Alan. I bought one yesterday. I bought, you know, I bought it in Waitrose. I went to get some milk and they had a can. It wasn't, it was a little plastic bottle of a, a drink called Wow or something. It's supposed to be all your energy vitamins. And it was really quite nice, but I didn't feel as though I had any more energy after i drunk it. And I wasn't sure if I was supposed to be drinking it anyway. But uh, it, it looked quite nice. I drank it while I was waiting for the bus. Yes, I do buses, of course. Uh, Steve, can you pass on regards to my good friend Zia? She's currently visiting London town, but resides in Rome. Ooh, I would actually best out of Rome at this time of year, wouldn't you? Very hot. Very, very hot. But I've had a, I've got a DVD at home about Rome, and it's about under the city. Under the city. Not under the Colosseum, but they go down into this place, and you can see all the old water channels and everything else that were built under Rome. The actual sort of... Amazing! I mean, seriously amazing. I love things like that. They lift up a drain and they go down. And there is a complete underground water system under Rome. There's probably one under here. In fact, actually, where we are in Leicester Square, there is um, either side of the square, one on my side and one on the other side, there's a big trap door. You lift it up and there's a set of stairs that go down into Leicester Square. And what's in the middle of Leicester Square underground? An electricity substation. Huge substation. And uh, you get to it by these two... You must have seen it just out of our front door and look across to the right daggling. There's a big square in the ground. That's where the stairs are to go down to the substation. It goes down about three levels. It's quite big. Looks after London. So exciting. So exciting. Uh, I like telling you things that I can remember. I'm getting to that age where sometimes I can't remember everything. Uh, Another one here, Uh, Steve. uh, Hysterical article in last night's Evening Standard. Yoga and singing helped keep me afloat. Yes, now we know she threw herself off the ship because she'd had had a few sherbets. It's not so exciting, is it? She's obviously an attention seeker. You know, there are people like that. There are people who, you know, she'd had arguments with some bloke she was with. And her father says she's got issues, so, uh, you know, because otherwise she'll be coming back and they go, so how did you fall off? And she's going to have to stand there and lie about it. And they're going to go, well, actually, we've got this, uh, this bit of uh, CCTV, which shows you throwing yourself off. You can't fall off a ship unless you're clinging to the balcony from the outside. So don't treat it as uh, as idiots, dear. Also, do you remember the grandmother some years ago? And she was caught smuggling drugs, cocaine, a lot of it. And uh, it was in Bali. So she's, she was arrested. It was years ago now. Anyway, she thinks she's going to be executed any time soon. So that'll save her hanging around, won't it, really? Because we don't encourage a drug taking or dealing on the programme or on the station, actually, or just about anywhere. And uh, so she said, you know, they're, they're, they're saying it's getting to that stage. They've executed, I think, 47 last year because they have zero tolerance to drugs. You bring drugs in, you get the death penalty. They're not messing about. She obviously thought that she was a bit cleverer, but she wasn't. She was stupid. Very stupid. And so they put her in prison. I think they're waiting until the fuss dies down. Because I thought she'd been shot years ago. But apparently not. So she said it could happen any day now. And I'm thinking, OK. She says, you know, because she she blamed it on drug dealers who'd threatened her son. But of course, you know, nobody was sure whether she was a compulsive liar or not. Uh, Stormy Daniels says she fears for her safety. I mean, should you not go back to making films, dear? That's what you're famous for. You're not famous for anything else. Sleeping with Donald Trump, if it was true. And I couldn't really care less. You know, it's kind of something you keep quiet, isn't it? You know, if you're going to sleep with ugly people, then do it. But there again, the sort of business you're in, I should imagine, as your mother says, you'll sleep with everybody. Had she gone into the big brother house, which she didn't. And to be honest with you, I'm quite glad she didn't. She's boring in the extreme. Uh, The schoolboy who beats a host of dart players to win a championship is only 12. I don't think we should encourage kids of 12 years old to have a meaningless life. Because at the moment he looks normal. But you know, within about 15 years, he's going to be fat and bloated with tattoos all over his arms and his face because that's what dart players are like. And the women, even worse. I've never seen so. I say, I'm waiting for some femininity. Femininity. Anyway, some female forms to sort of creep in as opposed to some of the butch things that are standing there in a, in a pair of sort of trousers with a, a, a shirt on and tattoos all over the place. What is it about darts that attracts people like that? I mean, I mean you know, you don't get people covered in tattoos if they're... Uh, snooker players, do you? I don't think so. Uh, 84850, Vince says, the substation's feeding the Northern Line. I don't care who it's feeding, it's here and it's ours. And we have it. It's ours. <laughs> 84850, steve at LBC.co.uk. Uh, try AO.com for DVD players. I just, I'm just, I'm I'm not really interested. In, I'm just going to go local, I shall. I'll hand my money over, and then I, you know, I can walk home with it, and I assemble them. Then, because you just take out. It's like plug and play, isn't it? You take it out of the box and plug it in. It's not difficult. So I shall. I shall manage to do
0: that. You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Everybody thinks they can, but they can't. Oh, sorry, there you are. Nice to have you company, it's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's Tuesday, the twenty first of August, and then we go into September, and then we go. I don't know where we go. But, uh, yes, yeah, she didn't fall from the ship. She jumped. You can tell by the picture she's she's getting ready for her photo calls and getting an agent. She was, you know, kept alive in the Adriatic for ten hours. Yeah, but she jumped overboard. You can't fall from the back of ships, otherwise people would be doing it all the time. And uh, apparently yoga and singing kept her alive. Yeah, I'm looking at the picture. I'm thinking, you've got the word desperate written all over you. She's an air stewardess. Well, she might be. Anyway, she's, uh... She's, uh... She was with her current boyfriend. A bit embarrassing, actually, when you look at sort of where, where she fell from and the father who says she's been through a very hard time. I'm sure she has, but let's not tell lies about it, whether you've been through a hard time or not. Dinner with Amal and basketball with George Clooney. This is uh, Harry and his bride. They don't really want to work. They just do a couple of sort of mamby-pamby things and that's about it. And then the, uh, the bloke who went out walking the other day, uh, and he was in... Um, uh, in a picturesque village of, I think it's called Bolton, Montchelsea, which is near Maidstone in Kent. Sunday morning between 7.30 and 8.30. He's walking his dog. Blokes pulled up in a car. They get out. They spray this substance at him and try and grab the dog. But he um, he gets the pet back. What what these people are is uh, well, I think we know what people are. They, they, they nick dogs. And what they will do is they'll then send him a demand. You know, give us £500. You get your dog back. If not, we'll kill it. They're those sort of people. You know, people like that, as far as I'm concerned, we hang. Okay, let's not mess around. It's getting completely lawless in this country. And uh, there are, you know, twice the number of dog nappings as there ever were. Luckily, he was okay, But there was also uh, a three-year-old boy had acid thrown over him at a, a supermarket in... Worcester there's more of these acid attacks where people sort of throw a noxious substance as far as I'm concerned you go to prison you stay there for the rest of your life I couldn't care less what happens to you you know I am think you've actually lost the right to uh, to mix with decent human beings if you go ahead and do something like that I'm sick to death of. there was a thing the other day and um, it was some girls who were drunk the worst kind. And they were attacking the police in Skegness or something like that. Whatever it was, I'm thinking, oh, I'd have the tasers out immediately. But some people, it doesn't seem to bother them, does it? They don't care about, you know, you could go, go to prison. As one bloke oh, I don't care. Anyway, they, they wiped the smile off his face and sent him to prison for 10 years, which was good. Town halls are spurging, on um, splurging even, millions on, uh, on flash cars. Uh, 207 local authorities have spent more than four and a half million, and this is everything from Bentleys, Jaguars, BMWs, Mercedes, and um, apparently Glasgow has three luxurious VW Phaetons. They had a, they spent 107,000. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Kensington and Chelsea all own a Bentley Continental Flying Spur worth 133,000 to 170. Looks like mine actually. Except I've got better wheels although I've curbed one of them. When it goes in for its service, they're going to have to do my alloys, I think. That's what it is. Uh, also, 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 Oh, Rita Aura off out on the streets again. Uh, a, by herself, and B, doing the exhibitionist thing, which is turning out to be a little bit tedious at the moment. Uh, also, very odd couples, people who look very similar. Nigella Lawson and Russell Brand, but I think they've touched his picture up a lot. Ronnie Wood is turning into Dot Cotton. And uh, Richard Branson looks like Camilla Parker Bowles, except her beard isn't as pronounced. (laughs) Joke there somewhere. Uh, Blonde hunk Owen Wilson, talk show host Ellen DeGeneres. I like her show. I like her show. Some days I think she's probably quite tired, because it must be very tired doing the same thing. But the audience kind of lift her through it, which is good. And born on this day, Princess Margaret was born in 1930. Um, uh, John Lennon nicknamed her Priceless Margarine. Margaret insisted everybody call her Ma'am apart from close friends who call her Mam Darling. Yes, unfortunately not with us anymore. She was never going to be Queen. She was always the desperate one in the royal family. She smoked and drank herself and uh, behaved badly, but uh, she insisted on hanging on to it. She must have realised that there was no chance. A bit like Harry. Harry's never going to be on the throne of England. There's so many other people in front of him that there's no chance... But that, uh, that's ever going to be happening. So uh, so I suppose he can basically do what he wants to do, which is exactly what he's uh, doing. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, steve, is the UK like Australia? If you're a drug dealer or criminal, the media offer big money for interviews, says Shane. Um, well, it, I mean, it, it it sort of seems to me at the moment that, you know, after watching the, the loose women's disgraceful brown-nosing... Um, uh, with with Stormy Daniels, you know, a porno. She makes hardcore porn. It's not. There's nothing classy about it. She's just had sex with about anybody. She makes hardcore porn, and that's her claim to fame. And they were sort of hailing it as if it was some new career move, you know. Because most of them on, uh, I should imagine, uh, on loose women are probably thinking, oh, I could do that job as well. Imagine just being paid to have sex with loads of people. And they, you know, as if she was some sort of celebrity. I mean, it's really embarrassing. I mean, the next thing is might as well invite hookers on there. well it's not far off it. And um, somebody says, uh, why not offer to help with the Birmingham prison crisis? I could see he was a prison governor. Yes, we'd have lockdown every day at about 3.30 and that'd be it. And uh, yes, I mean, apparently it's completely lawless. This is Birmingham, isn't it? And uh, people, you know, the, the smell of drugs permeates the air, rats running around, all sorts of things. God knows, you know, who is responsible for that. It wasn't G4, was it again, or somebody like that? And, uh, and you think it's, uh, it's a bit of a shame, really. Bit of a shame that they've allowed it, because prison now is just like easy-peasy lemon squeezy. Uh, Mick says, I think the first thing we should sort out with this woman who jumped ship is the cost of the rescue. Yes, she was, was it the um, Bosnian Navy or something like that? But uh, she didn't, as I say, she didn't fall. They're now saying she jumped. Matt, the trucker in Devon, says, been listening to LBC for six Months now, Steve Allen, you make me laugh. Well, that's good. Simon reckons that my friend Chris could blag me a DVD player. I don't do blagging. I'm not a blagging sort of person. And Dean says, I thought I'd not heard you mention Mike, the producer of a while. And then yesterday you referred to and were engaging with him. As you do. Yes, we've had, oh, the conversation we've had this morning. Seriously, honestly, we have put the world to right. He knows now everything about me. You know, barring bank account details, but merely time. And I know as much as I want to know about him. You know, and that's it. Yeah, we've known each other for quite a while. You know, we're not buddy. We don't go out drinking or nothing like that or picking out neck curtains or something, you know. The name's not Dave. And um, so, you know, it's just we have a a working relationship. Although yesterday it was more a sleeping relationship. He was having a very bad day yesterday. (laughs) Very bad day. In fact, I was laughing with him at the beginning of the programme, sort of, ha, 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 ha. And um, because he was sitting there and he was looking at me and he was, because he has to edit... The last... You're doing the last programme, aren't you? That's right. So he's doing Darren's edit for the podcast. And he was sort of looking at me, because he has his headphones on, and I I looked at his eyes and I thought, they're definitely going, you know? You know when somebody's... You you know, you watch watch little kids on the television and they fall into their bowl of soup or a trifle or something like that. Yeah, he was a bit like that. And and I was watching him, and then And then I thought... I went... No, no, don't, don't let the eyes go, because <laughs> it'd be so easy just to go to sleep. I did that in front of the toilet. I made a phone call the other night, and uh, somebody said, oh, you're going to go to bed now? I said, yeah, yeah, I'll go to bed in a couple of minutes. Next thing as I wake up, it's gone 8 o'clock. I'd fallen asleep just like that. It's good, isn't it? Well, probably not, actually. Probably not good to fall asleep all over the place, but I like it. I like it. Because a lot of people can't sleep. Uh, what else we got? What else we got in the paper? Oh yes, we're going to have things later on. Facts about your body that are complete myths. Because my, my, my body is a temple. <coughs> Just it's slightly condemned at the moment. I don't think anybody's really bothered. Uh, the sizzling heatwave has boosted pubs taking. Excuse me, I must have a... Mm, mm,
0: mm,
1: mm. Lovely. Uh, Also, a lot of people want to ditch traditional working hours and leave work early. At the moment, it's always been considered nine to five. Well, I don't know anybody who does nine to five anymore. You know, most people do sort of eight till four or something like that. I mean, I have peculiar hours. The, 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 The producer... We'll finish because he's been here since yesterday. Remember, so he's been working, you know. Well, I say working. He's been here uh, since, since yesterday, uh-huh, uh-huh. and uh, and then he'll work with me until till seven. And then if I've got an interview to do, then I'll stick around. He'll he'll pootle off home, and um, and it's 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 difficult doing nights. He said to me because he hasn't been doing nights for a while. So when you come back to doing it, it's it's very difficult, you know. So I I know exactly what it's like because I've been doing it long enough. You see, so I, I know about all of these things. So you can't tell me anything about working, uh, working night times because I know all about it. Uh, <clears throat> somebody says uh, as well, I like the idea that people sort of been listening to the programme for months and they're still listening to it, which is good. Which is good. Very happy about that. Uh, wait a minute. Why is that not going? Oh, it is now. Sorry, I couldn't make the machine work. Uh, we'll have the news coming up Uh in a little while, but there is the interesting story of Harvey Weinstein's Me Too accuser. This is uh, Asia... I think it's pronounced Argento. I don't know. Argento? Argento. But anyway, um, she is one of the first actresses to accuse Miramax producer Weinstein of sexual assault in October last year. She's 42. But it turns out she's been doing the same thing. She's guilty. She has just paid to uh, a young boy who was 17 years old at the time, more than £300,000. She did exactly the same. It was in a film that they made together and she seduced him in a hotel. She plied him with alcohol and gave him love letters. And so she just had to pay. So she's the one who's accused Harvey Weinstein of doing something she's done. Not good, is it? Not good at all. Uh, ta-ta, a lot of people were talking about uh, oh, oh, music, good lord, how was it the life out of me, the orchestra was warming up in the corner and I thought well, 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 well the Bake Off's dozen, yes, poor Noel Fielding now he's sort of cut his hair off, looks even worse than it did before and it looked bad enough last time round why don't they just get rid of him and leave you know, the normal team on there, it makes it so much easier, uh, the British Air Hostess the crew's the fall was no accident, she jumped they say, and they've got it. Because I thought it was, uh, you know, amazing. The captain said it was a reported jumper. And uh, so now that's, what they're, that's what they're all saying. That uh, she leapt off after she'd had a few drinks. Stormy Daniels attacks the president. We're bored with you, dear. Go back to America. Stay there. Don't come here ever again. Thank you. Goodbye. I'm Steve Allen. More from the papers in a minute.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Uh, morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's Tuesday, the 21st of August. Somebody says, uh, do you think actually LBC will be doing live coverage of Eugenie's uh, wedding? God, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, there'll be a, there's bound to be a reporter down there, but I mean, it's of no interest. She's, uh, she's of no interest to anybody, I don't think. So uh, there won't be the, the coverage that there was. Harry's Well, I don't think there will be. Nobody's mentioned it. We're only just getting over the fact that it's bank holiday this coming weekend. And, of course, I'd completely forgotten until earlier on that it's the Notting Hill Carnival. And no doubt there will be talk in the paper. There always is every year. It's exactly the same every year. You could almost repeat, you know, the photographs will look exactly the same. And then if you sort of... Uh, sort of look at the photographs and then you look at the statistics. I always look at the statistics at the end of the Notting Hill Carnival to see. Even on Children's Day, people are arrested for drug offences and thieving and all sorts of uh, things. Um, so it's a case of, I don't know, where we sort of go from here. Do, do we keep the Notting Hill Carnival? There was talk about moving it out of London, sticking it in a field in Enfield or something like that, or sticking it in Hyde Park so it didn't disrupt anybody because the people who live in Notting Hill hate it you know every year you get people going no we always leave for the notting hill carnival you come back to mountains and mountains of rubbish i don't i don't really know what it does i mean does it promote i don't know what it promotes apart from it celebrates carnival in uh, in jamaica and that's it but then we've been celebrating it for years so perhaps we should have more christmas parades and stuff like that that'd be quite nice uh, adrian charles has revealed he was diagnosed with anxiety after he and christine bleakley were axed from daybreak why it was a rubbish program why would you be racked with anxiety even you must have realized it was a turkey everybody else did you know there was her going hey you're bouncing around like tigger on on sort of you know trill and there's you sitting there looking as if you're bored out your mind oh come on, on a breakfast show this morning and it was just dull it was just dull. I don't know why on earth you'd be diagnosed with anxiety after something like that. I mean, surely you've had kickbacks in the past. Everybody has, haven't they? I wouldn't worry about things like that. But apparently that's, that's blamed on drinking. So he's drinking six pints of Guinness a day. Which, you know, for people who drink Guinness, they're going, doesn't seem much, does it, really? Seems to be a lot for him. Uh, the favourite uh, uh, drink of the Queen Mother was Dubonny and gin. Yes, she was, uh, she was very, uh, very big into Dubonny. Very big. My bonnie lies over here. I, never, I used to have a bottle of Dubonnet at home. You know when you are when you move into your first little place, you have a little drinks tray, and I used to have a bottle of Dubonnet, a bottle of Advocar, small bottle of gin, little bottle of whiskey, and some Bacardi, and that was about it. But uh, Dubonnet. I used to have Dubonnet and lemonade. Ugh, ugh. I could taste it now. It was really horrible. Uh, Steve, uh, there's a company called Muala that actually makes organic banana milk. It doesn't actually contain milk, but it's healthy. Uh, uh, no, I've, I couldn't find this one yesterday at all. And uh, Jim says, if you change the Bentley for an all-electric model, you can drive all the way in each morning and plug it in at Leicester Square. Think of the savings. I don't have any. Why would I want to do it? What, what savings? What savings would there be? So you you change the Bentley for an all-electric model? What for? What for? So you spent a small fortune on an electric car? Why do I want an electric car? No, thank you very much indeed. I want I want the car that the councils have got. That's what i want i'm not I'm not remotely interested in sort of saving it's like people saying you know if if you stop smoking you're going to save a fortune, and you go uh right, and what do you do Nothing? what do you do with it nothing at all there's nothing you can do, is there um, 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 um this gadget uh, whether it 's true or not i don't know Is he's, he's a Swiss guy called Jean Roussis. and it's one hundred and ninety five pounds and it allows you to control your dreams. It uses vibrations to train brains to know when they're dreaming and then to influence them into so-called lucid dreaming. I mean, do we seriously believe that that's that's genuine? That you're actually going to put a a bracelet on and it's going to allow you to control your... I've got no control over my dreams whatsoever. If I dream at night, and I do dream, not all the time, but if I've had something to eat before I go to bed, there's a very good chance I'm going to have a dream. Uh, But then you forget them, don't you? You wake up and you go... Oh right, I've just had that. Oh, that was quite nice. Or oh, that was. I they're always they're always okay. Sometimes it's people at work who've popped into my. Dr- I know that's a worry, isn't it? It's not normal. I used to do a programme years and years ago on LBC, and we had a dream analyst in who would analyse your dreams. Mine, she gave up on. It was a lot easier. <laughs> I'd always ended up on the battlements of some castle. I don't know why, and. And then there was a a staircase. I can see it now. The staircase goes up to the right. But just halfway up it, there's a door on the left-hand side. And I've never actually been through the door. But I've been on the staircase numerous times, numerous times. The gold gift from the Titanic couple, 70000 they reckon. And this is a cigarette case given by a rich couple accused of bribing their way off the Titanic. has been found after 70 years. This is Sir Cosmo and Lady Duff Gordon. who are alleged to have paid a huge reward to ensure they escaped the liner as 1,500 drowned in the Atlantic. The notorious couple were even in the 1997 film Titanic. Now a cigarette case found in a routine house clearance in Hertfordshire could fetch 70 grand at auction. The inscription says, Ernest G.F. Brown, R.N.R. R., in remembrance of kindness. S.S. Carpathia from Sir Cosmo and Lady Duff Gordon. Mr. Brown was the purser. On the SS Carpathia, the steamship which rescued over 700 people. It's an interesting story, though, isn't it? Interesting story. They, they they sort of bought their way off it because it was it was difficult to get uh, to get positions in the lifeboats because, like most things, they haven't got enough space in the lifeboats for the entire the entire staff there. Uh, Steve, um, I've got a multi-region Blu-ray DVD player. Plays all DVDs, but some Blu-rays from the UK still won't play. Aha. huh. Ooh, not sure about that one actually, and uh, somebody else asking about whether or not there will be uh, live coverage of Princess Eugenie's wedding, pronounced Eugenie. And I bet everybody's going to get that one wrong. Fancy pronouncing Eugenie? All these years we've been going Eugenie, is it? Yeah, Eugenie and her dreary sister Beatrice, and then even drearier father and mother. And uh, but now we're now we're told it's called something completely different. She's Eugenie, so there you go. Because she's Eugenie to be found on holiday. Uh, A line at Bristol Zoo was the first guest, the Red Arrows rode bicycles, as I say, day one of yet another breakfast show that takes off. And when it comes down to it, it's the likability of the presenter. It doesn't matter. You know, you could swing from the chandeliers, you know, squirting, you know, 20 pound notes into the air and it wouldn't make the slightest difference. It's it's what follows and whether or not you can still be doing it in years to come and whether or not because it's the presenter. That's what people... People do not go for novelty acts on the radio anymore. They gave that up a long time ago. You know, the shock jock kind of thing or the woo over the top kind of... That all went out a long time ago. Now it comes down to do you like that presenter or do you not like that presenter? If you don't like the presenter, you're not going to listen to them. doesn't matter how much money they chuck at it. It seems a dreadful waste, but that's what they do nowadays. Uh, also, uh, uh, Chelsea Matthews... No, Spencer Matthews. Chelsea Matthews sounds even more interesting. He says... Uh, he's talking about his uh, wedding uh, to Hello magazine... He said, it's a big year for me. Engagement, wedding, my 30th, a baby and taking up golf all in 2018. Taking up golf, honestly. Truly amazing, Spence. You really are a prat amongst prats, aren't you? I mean, I've never had anybody so stupid in my entire life. Even looked like a bit of a dork when he was on the television. The Hoffs everywhere at the moment. That's David Hasselhoff. I remember that from yesterday. And um, he was with his wife, Hayley Hoff off. He met her when he was buying something. But um, anyway, they, 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 people were trying to take pictures of him and uh, she said, I was, I was horrified says Haley, confessing to OK Magazine, who up until now she's just been paying for a subscription so she can read all about herself. Now she's actually featured in it. She, uh, she talks about it all the time which is lovely. Shop girl. Shop girl, very good. There's a lot of one. There, there is the one who's supposed to be working in the shoe shop in Blackpool at the moment. It uh, was kicked out of Love Island first off, and um, and then that was uh, that's the last we but then she pops up in a few nightclubs. a Bit boring. Uh, there's a new programme coming up. I didn't know who this was actually. I really didn't know who it was. I got a bit confused. So I'm hoping the producer can tell me. This is called Man Hunting with my Mum, and it's TV presenter A J Adudu. I have no idea who A J Adudu is. Does she have a name, or is it just AJ? But uh, she thought she'd been married with five kids, but her mother's taken her uh, back to Nigeria to try and find somebody. It's obviously just a cheap excuse for a programme. AJ Odudu, doo Have you found her? Oh, great, OK. Why didn't she use her first name? Is it because it makes her sound more interesting? What does she do? I don't know what she does. They call her a TV presenter, but, you know, I've obviously not seen her on anything. Is there anything I've, I've heard of that she might be on? Oh, I've got problems on the You can't find anything now. She must be really well-known. I mean, she's, they're making a television programme about it. It's on Channel 4, so it might, might not... Oh, my screen's gone black. Oh, no, it's back. Here we go. A.J. Adudu. She's best known for co-presenting the Channel 5 reality spin-off Big Brother's Bit on the Side, alongside Emma Willis and Ryland. That's why we've never heard of her. That's why we've never heard of her. She's nobody. In 2016, she started hosting an internet dating show. Oh, dear. Wait a minute. She began her career as a reporter uh, for BBC Blast based at Radio Lancashire. <laughs> there we go. Her first presenting was in a, The Almost Perfect Guide. She'd done nothing. Nothing at all. Dreadful. Apparently... She, oh, it's gone. Apparently she was on... She was... Um, wait a minute. Her departure from the show, uh, Celebrity Big... Be replaced by Big Brother 12 contestant, with band, Carol McGiffin. Anyway, she launched her own blog on Hello Magazine's website. In fact, actually, she doesn't doesn't do anything, actually, at all. That's why we don't know who she is. Why do I not know who people are? I'm supposed to know who these people are. And they sort of throw somebody up and they go, television presenter. And you go, yeah, but on programmes that nobody's ever seen. So she's going over there to sort of try and pretend she's looking for a a husband. Yeah, right. Again, we're not fooled by that. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Also, uh, today still to come, Inside... Jack and Danny's new pad, it's another rented place because quite clearly they couldn't arrange a mortgage and he hasn't got any money and she quite clearly doesn't have any sense. So you, you've, you've kind of got the blind technically leading the blind but it's inside their new pad. They're trying to make out like it's, oh, this is so glamorous, rented. Nobody's bought a place at all. Nobody's got any money because if they don't save for the tax man he's going to get you, which is always good fun, isn't it?
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, everybody. 18 minutes past five. uh, Matty says, good morning, Steve. I always dream the devil is chasing me. What does it mean? You're going to (laughs) die. I don't know. I don't do dream interpretation. You know, I just sort of, uh, I just sort of have dreams. But they're going to bring out this thing. It's going to come out. It's going to cost you a couple of hundred quid and it's going to help, you know, with sort of dream formation. I mean, it's not like you could sort of think about something to dream about and then you go to bed and then you dream about it. I don't think it works like that. <laughs> Simon says, I know why your dreams always involve castles. I suspect you suffer from turrets syndrome. You know, Turrets. Sy- OK, thank you. <laughs> I think that's quite a good one, actually. And uh, I tune into the right stuff, hoping to see Jeremy Vine, but he still ain't presenting. Oh, he's not going to be presenting for quite a while. Quite a while. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's till September or something like that. I'm only guessing. I'm only guessing. As far as I know, Steve, Bentley haven't got an electric model on offer yet. The only luxury electric car available is the Tesla, and they cost 100000 hmm, Doable. Uh, but I, I just don't want an electric car. I really don't. I mean, I, I don't know why people think. It's like I don't do recycling and I don't want an electric car. OK, all right, I'm not eating as much bread as I probably used to, and I don't do much cheese, um, and I'm not eating at the moment. Isn't it funny? In in winter, I eat loads of vegetables. And yet in summer, I tend not to. I've had a couple of salads, but God knows they're boring, aren't they? Who can cope with the most dull thing on the world? Whoever invented salad, you know, a bit of cucumber, a bit of tomato. I mean, I generally cut up some ham or something like that into it and then drench it with... Uh, Um, what do they call it? Salad cream. Salad cream. I like salad cream, or I like Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. (laughs) And I've got tomato ketchup in the fridge at the moment. Look at me being emboldened by the whole thing, and buying ketchup. And it's a a big bottle, it's not a little bottle, but I don't have it on many things, but I've discovered you can put mayonnaise on just about everything. Not difficult at all. Uh, Daily Star this morning... What have we got? Uh, Nick Knowles launched this. I mean, I think this is hilarious because I would have walked out long before this one. He launched a 40 tweet rant at a cafe when he was told to wait for an hour for a sandwich. Anyway, he fumed when he was told to join the queue for his sandwich. Despite being told the curious cafe in Cheltenham had a very small kitchen, he complained and then walked out. Um, Knowles says, I'm surprised anybody in the food business would think asking any customer an hour for food is okay. It was a sandwich. Yeah, if you can't manage to cope with it, well, then get out of the business. The restaurant pointed out its garden tables were completely full at the time and explained there'd be a wait. He said the tables for free, perhaps less tables and more prep space solution. Fans accused him of throwing the cafe under the social media bus. Listen, if I went into a place and they went, oh, we're really busy, because I've been into places before and the service has been dire when there's only a few, and you feel like saying, I'm sorry, if it's this bad when there's like just a handful in, how do you cope when it's busy? I told you I went to Patisserie Valerie a, few, a couple of weekends ago. The girl took the order. She didn't write it down. When it came back, it was all wrong. And you think, so you're not very good, are you? Not very good. But um, one says, Telestar can't queue like normal folks. Uh, the cafe tweeted, we're a small independent business and demand for our food has increased massively. One day we hope to expand. Well, I wouldn't be standing around hanging about for an hour. Thank you very much indeed. I really wouldn't. I'm, I'm far too busy for things like that. An hour for a sandwich? God in heaven. That would be just ridiculous, wouldn't it? Oh, here's a picture of little, little Danny Dyer. You know, putting her in a bikini with sort of fake hair and all the rest of it still doesn't alter the fact this is the most airbrushed picture you'll ever see. She's 22, mental age much younger, of course. He's 26, mental age really, really low. And they've moved in together. This property comes with a balcony. <laughs> like a, that's like a big deal for them but Danny we've got a balcony for you got a balcony oh I can't believe it and he'd be going can I sell pens to the residents there that's why it's rented it's got a balcony <laughs> and also spectacular views over London and then he actually tweeted what an exciting morning we've had sorry what a lovely morning we've had exciting shows what a dull life they both have isn't it really one's a barman do you want a drink yeah tomato ketchup With that, with your chips when you order the burger. okay. And he'll be going, do you want to buy a pen? You watch it all collapse. I mean, the trouble is it's, you know, they've never lived together before. They've only known each other a matter of weeks. They're living together. Why? Because it's fake. It's fake. It's a relationship that is dreamt up for the sort of the press. Otherwise, nobody's interested. Who cares? She's as boring as ditch water. And he's just, uh, he's some little nobody. We're living together. (laughs) Marvellous. But that's how you know it's rented. So, in other words, they've not even been advised properly. Why would you want to rent something, throw money away? Because it'll be too complicated if they buy it. Because when they, when they split up, which can't be that far away. Uh, talking of splitting up, here she is again, Christine McGuinness walking out on the town in another ridiculous outfit. This is, this is probably all right, dear, if you're, if you're sort of walking around Marbella and you're going onto the beach. But unfortunately, you know, here, taking a stroll in Cheshire, you just look ridiculous. You know, but there again, nobody ever said that you weren't. Uh, Olivia Coleman has been named the most powerful person on British television. She beat the Doctor Who writer Chris Chibnall, uh, This Country creators Daisy May Cooper and Charles Cooper, and Saturday Night Takeaway star Declan Donnelly and Luther actor Idris Elba. Oh, there you go. There you go. It's quite nice, isn't it? I, I never thought about whether people are powerful on television. And it's like thinking about whether people are powerful on radio. Like, can people be powerful on radio? I suppose you could be. In America, you can, you can make tons of money by being very powerful on uh, on radio because you do syndicated programmes. Uh, we tend not to do things like that in uh, in this country. Oh, look, Fern, Fern McCann's on holiday. The TV personality. I'm sorry, are we talking about the same person? Personality? I don't think so. TV? When? When was that? Do Do tell. She's uh, She wore a white bikini which displayed her bronzed and toned figure. It's a posed picture. Nobody sits like this unless you're waiting for a client. Seriously? It's ridiculous. Posed pictures on ho- yet another holiday. I tell you, it's all going to come crashing down, Fern, isn't it? But never mind. Don't say you weren't warned. Shark experts. I'm frightened about sharks. I'm frightened about loads of animals, I've decided. Although there was a lovely programme about dog rescue the other day and there was a little staffy puppy and and it looked gorgeous, and then this this bloke decided he wanted a staffy puppy. It was, it was taken in by one of these dog rescue places, and uh, he'd only been in there less than a few days, and already somebody was after him because he was gorgeous. And um, and he was so cute, this little puppy, that the bloke sort of, she said, would you like to hold him? So he held him, and this dog pr- promptly fell asleep in his arms. He put his head down and was a bit like you. Look, you out, you're clonk, gone. It was, honestly, I looked at it and I thought... That is so cute, and then he put his paw over his nose. You know what dogs are like when they're asleep—they put their paw over their nose—and and then he sort of he snuggled up. And I thought, oh, I wanted the dog as well, but then it would be so unfair. You can't you can't do a job like this and have a have a dog unless you're going to bring it into the studio. But uh, it was so cute. It was seriously cute. I don't even go for staffies, but uh, it was it was a particularly gorgeous one. Salads aren't boring, Steve. My famous Donnie salad, pronounced salads, a legendary in Eastbourne. Boiled egg, yuck. Lettuce, ugh. Tomato, so-so. Grated cheese, so-so. Grated carrot, definitely not. Cucumber, OK. Cold boiled potatoes, onions and radish, drizzled with olive oil and seasoned with salt and pepper. God, it sounds boring. It's like the most boring thing I've ever heard. What's about like with a plate of chips? Or duchess potatoes. I like that. Uh, salad, uh, says Pauline Wiggins, is what food eats. I just, I, th- I think it's, it's for pets, isn't it? It's not for human beings, salad. It was invented for people who think, if I eat this, I'm not going to get fat. That's what it was uh, That's what it was done. That's what I think it was done for. But I, I think they're boring. There's a steak restaurant called Flatiron. The usual waiting time for that place is around four and a half hours, Steve. Really? Four and a half hours? What is the point? Well, four, I wouldn't queue four and a half hours for anything. In fact, I've been known to sit in a restaurant and go, Excuse, can you just find out where the food is? You know, because this is just ridiculous. You know, for something to take this long, it's not complicated to cut a melon in half, is it? But you know what some places are like. Sizzling summer heatwave has boosted struggling pubs. we taking soaring 2.7%. That's not going to help them. That's not going to help them. You know, it was the, first of all, it was the areas that changed. And all of a sudden, people stopped going to pubs. I mean, luckily, round our way in Twickenham, we've got, you know, a number of, of pubs which are very successful, either for their food or for where they're situated. And, um, and they're nice. We've got a, probably about four or five pubs which are really, really good. The Bloomsbury does really, really good food. That's, that's excellent. Uh, and I've eaten up there a few times. Uh, the Balmy Arms, because you can sit and watch the River Thames go by. The Swan, a bit further down, is exactly the same. Very old pub. Very, very old pub. The, uh, the Balmy's got history, because it, it's featured in a few films before, and, uh, and I like that, and it's small inside, but big outside, a bit like me, small inside, big outside, and uh, but which one would I pick? Well, the Bloomsbury for food, because their food is really good, really, really good, and uh, so that's nice to have, and again, they're right opposite, a garage, it's not the sort you say, I wonder what their food's like, you should go and try, go and try, all these places, and of course, Christmas, you'll have to start booking up for Christmas, Steve you don't get that kind of waiting Greg's do you Bacon roll cup of tea in and out less than a minute Says uh, Matt the trucker you are so right Yesterday I go in can I have two bacon rolls please Yes you can Would you like brown sauce or red sauce I don't want sauce So I get them and I stand by the bus eating the first one And I'll have the second one on the bus But I don't sit there eating it it's in the bag and I'm quite, I'm quite discreet it's like having a wee, isn't it, really? You know, <laughs> behind a park car <laughs> with a blue flashing light on the top. And um, and so I had that. No, you're in and out very quickly. I've never waited any more than a couple of minutes. But I, I, I wouldn't wait for anything like that. But a st- So a steak restaurant where you wait four and a half hours, I mean, that would be madness. That would be serious. I mean, to, you know, in that time, you could have actually grown your own cow, you know, slaughtered it, and then put the meat on the on the barbie. We've got, we got a new steak place in, in Twickenham. It's... Um, I forget what it is now, actually, but it, it's got the expensive steak, you know, the one that's really expensive. And I keep meaning to go there and I think, but I can go and buy fillet steak in M&S or any places like that and just have a nice little piece of fillet steak, get a nice peppercorn, pardon me, peppercorn sauce with it, and that's lovely. I don't necessarily have, have chips or anything like that. Not really interested. I might do some rice with it. What's that? I know, it sounds a bit boring, doesn't it, really? I know. Mashed potato? Mashed potatoes is quite nice. But I, 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 I do mashed potatoes. So that, that's good. I might have that later on today after I bought the DVD player. Steve, if you own a small cafe, you don't have a lot of tables. So an hour for a sandwich isn't about size. It's about ineptitude. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I, I don't, um, you know, if you've only got a small cafe, don't fill the place up with tables if you can't handle the, the business. Because it means that you're basically sticking two fingers up to people saying, listen, you know, if you want to eat here, you're not going to wait. And I'm going. I live locally. I don't want to wait. I'll go somewhere else. And that's what I would do. I'd take my business elsewhere. I'm not going to hang around an hour for a sandwich. No, thank you very much indeed. No, thank you. Uh, what have we got here? T- oh, we're talking about the TV bosses. And um, and a woman who put an eight-foot pool on a, on a flat roof floods the shops beneath her every time she empties it. This is a woman who puts 2,000 litres into guttering that overflows into the charity shop. Idiot, honestly, you always get stupid people, don't you?
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Well, you're pretty nice to have company. Tuesday, 21st of uh, August. Apparently, one of the greatest London experiences, Steve, is to stand on the shore at the Pool of London at low tide and feel the spirit and weight of 2,000 years of London's history. No, I think if you want to experience London's history, you take a boat down from Charing Cross Pier and you go all the way down to Greenwich. And that's it, because once you get past a certain thing, all of a sudden the river widens out. And and it's just luxury apartments all over the place. You could do mudlarking, says Paul. God, haven't done mudlarking for years. These were the little kids who used to sort of go along the side of the, the Thames and sort of pick things up and, you know, you know, it was quite nice, I suppose, really. But it was, it was, it was of the, the period. Uh, the grandmother who's about to die here, this is uh, Lindsay Sandiford. She reckons she could be executed within days. She's been there. I mean, she's been told that the judge has said she's got to die by firing squad. I don't know why. She's one of a handful of death row prisoners awaiting their fate in uh, the uh, Keribokan jail. 2012, so she's been in there five years, six years. She's been in there. She claims she was forced to to smuggle this cocaine by a gang who threatened her to son. She's repeatedly failed to get her sentence downgraded, and she admitted her biggest fear is never meeting her two-year-old granddaughter, So President uh, Yoko uh, Widodo has sent, I think, 23 convicts to the firing squad in the last four years, while 47 got death sentences last year alone, because this is in Bali. They have zero tolerance. And if it says... And there are big signs at the airport, zero tolerance. I mean, what do they think? You've got dogs who can sniff money, dogs who can sniff cancer, dogs who can do just about anything. And these people go through with suitcases, and it was hidden in the lining of her suitcase... And uh, I think it was 4.7 kilograms. I mean, she says, uh, I don't harbour any bad feelings toward the Kingpin and the other syndicate members. I think she's living in a delusional land. You know, she was the one who brought it in. It doesn't matter whether somebody said, take this in there or take it out of there. She knew the risks. If you smuggle drugs, whether you've swallowed or put them in a suitcase or you put them in an overnight bag or something like that, that's your problem. You get caught. That's it. The amount of people we see stopped at border control all the television, and uh, they'll stand there, you know, backwards and forwards, and all the rest. And they go, have, "Have you swallowed anything?" "No, no, no, no." And then it turns out they have, they have swallowed something. And uh, if it if it breaks, they normally swallow in sort of condoms. If it actually breaks, uh, well, that's you, that's you, done for. Uh, September, I thought so. The Radio Times, the right stuff. Jeremy Vine, which is a new name, um, aired in September. But there you go, there you go. Uh, somebody says. Uh, uh, we have to prepare for the heat again. It's too humid. No, no, it's not. Is it really? No, I thought it was OK, actually. Well, I thought it was. It was, it was OK yesterday. For for a brief moment, for a brief moment, we did, in fact, get to uh, a little bit of heat. I like, Oh, no, please. And then it went off again. I thought that's good. Bacon roll will block arteries. Uh, well, eventually, I should imagine. A lot of people are talking about, you know, waiting an hour for a sandwich. Why would you want to wait an hour for a sandwich? I don't know. That's what I'm, uh, I'm, I'm curious about. An hour for a, I mean, how, how slow are they? And the answer is they're very slow. You know, we've only got a small kitchen, so what we've done is we've put loads of tables out there so we can make loads of money, but unfortunately you could sit there forever and a day waiting. I can remember going to a restaurant once, and my meal arrived later than anybody else's. So the rest of them had all eaten. And then they're, they're sort of three-quarters of the way They're my rod. I said, you take it away. I'm, Why would I want to eat it now? I said surely you know if there's eight of us eating and you've brought seven meals out and we're still waiting for the other one what what would be the point of that so they uh, they took, they weren't very happy about it but as I say what's the point if you're going out for a meal you want to eat together don't you which is uh, normally the way it uh, it goes uh so uh, meet meet the contestants on the uh, the second helping of uh, of baking this is uh, I mean, it looks all right it's got Paul Hollywood it's got Sandy Toxvic and it's got Prue Leith on it, and then it's got the one who's just not funny or contributes anything at all. And that's uh, Noel, whatever it is, Noel Fielding. I mean, really, a total waste of space. It's just not funny, not interesting. He just seems to be on it for his own importance, which is wearing silly clothes. That's Which is, you know damn well that he's, he's there for the wrong reason. You need to be there if you can add something to the programme. And he doesn't. He really doesn't. I don't know why. And uh, that's also on the front page of the Daily Express as well today. They're saying, you know, meet this year's fresh, fresh batch. Of course, the, uh, over on, I think, the BBC, you've got the celebrity version uh, with some real non-celebrities. Gemma Collins, somebody from a reality show. I would have thought the last thing he'd wanted to do is bake a cake. Do you not think maybe eating at the salad bar would be a more appropriate programme for her to do? But, of course, she doesn't. Uh, also, Esther Ransom. Uh, She's thanking the readers because they managed to rake in, I think, about two hundred and twenty thousand pounds or something like that, which is uh, which is good, so they can keep it going. Ant has an ice day out. This is uh, now where is he? Oh, I know exactly where he is. I know exactly where he is. He was in uh, Kingston, in Surrey. He's revealed he'll not return to Saturday Night Takeaway or anything else until next year. And he um, he he now sports a tattoo of the alcoholics anonymous symbol on his left wrist uh, which is interesting and the presenting Jew have pledged pledged to bring back saturday night takeaway bigger and better than ever but at the moment he doesn't he doesn't need to do anything he has he has the money he can he can afford to take it easy you know as long as he's eating an ice cream and he's not doing booze it should be uh, should be fine uh, it should be fine uh, stop being a jerk over rice jamaican chef's tell jamie levi roots and rusty lee rusty lee Rusty Lee, who was dumped from television for product placement. Rusty Lee, whose career was only based on the fact she laughed. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. Rusty Lee, who uh, hasn't appeared on anything for ages and ages. And so, because Jamie Oliver makes this uh, punchy jerk rice, they've all leapt on the bandwagon. I think we need to contact Uncle Ben. He started doing sweet and sour sauce. And he started doing coconut flavoured sauces and everything else. Is he allowed to do that? Probably not. And as for Aunt Bessie, don't get me going on her. She's doing all sorts of foreign food. What does she know about making, you know, pies and apple and... Oh, dear, dear me. It's ridiculous. So here's Jamie Oliver's punchy jerk rice. But because Dawn Butler has stuck her 6 thin, you know, what she knows about it, I've got no idea. Not a clue. But uh, good for him. Good for him. I like it when people like that get publicity in the paper. I think it's great. Who cares? If you don't want to eat it, don't eat it. You want to eat it? It's nice. There you go. What can I tell you? Uh, airport screens crashing the other day at Gatwick, which meant the staff actually had to come out from behind the counters and write stuff on a wet whiteboard. That wasn't easy to do. Finding somebody that, that, that can write was the, uh, the little, bit, uh, little bit difficult. But anyway, they did manage it. And Because there's no point in getting cross at an airport. You can't go anywhere. It's as simple as that. A friend of mine says, if things go wrong in a restaurant, it's then very difficult to eat when you're annoyed. Don't complain. Change. It's a simple matter to just go. I'm terribly sorry. We've been sitting here for 20 minutes, and nobody's come over. In America, you go to a restaurant, literally almost immediately, they're over with a jug of water, glasses. You don't even have to ask for it. Here, you've got to ask for it. Sorry, do you have any water in your taps? And they might go, Yeah, we have a little bit of, uh, we have a little bit of water, and uh, and we're willing to bring it to your table. You know, we're we'll sort of bringing you a jug, and then you look at the jug and you think, Oh, maybe it doesn't look that clean, does it? But uh, no, I mean, if if I'm waiting any longer than 15 minutes, you know, and also then they they bring over the menus like it's oh go and get the menu then. And and then you've got a devil of a job to get them back. But that time, everybody up out. Let's go eat somewhere where they uh, respect customers, because I'm telling you, more restaurants will be closing this year and next year than anything else. And the reason being is that you've started finally being a little bit more selective. You get bad service out. Simple as that, do not hang around there you don't need to go there. you don't need to go there if, if they don't if they can't treat you properly the trouble is a lot of restaurants in London, not all of them, but a lot of them they treat you as if you're a tourist you know uh the authorities in Bali may have zero tolerance, but if they have executed forty seven in a year uh sadly the the threat is re- yes the the threat is very real they they do execute they're not they're not keeping you in there for fun they're just they're making sure that they've done it all properly. And, um, and then, when they get to the time, they'll either execute or commute it to life. But they're probably thinking, why do we want to keep this person? We had those dreadful drug mules, didn't we? Do you remember the drug mules who got caught? The lies that they told. Oh, we're in squalid conditions. The woman who was uh, taking those drugs over to Egypt. Tramadol. Do you remember? Oh, the conditions are awful. Well, she's still alive, isn't she? Unlike this, uh, this grandmother who's uh, waiting to be executed. The anchor at London Bridge... It's a nice pub, says Jackie. Actually, strangely enough, you mentioned Park Street. I looked at um, a house the other day in Mayfair. And it's very nice. It's, very, it's £17 million, And uh, I'm not buying it. I just look at houses. I go onto websites of a state agent. I sort of play fantasy lottery. And I think, I know. I'll, I'll, I'll buy this house. And so I go down there thinking, look at the house and then look at the price later. So you're picking it because you like The house and this one looked particularly nice, but it's you can tell it's been interior designed, but it still looked quite nice. And it's got a swimming pool, which means they've taken out the garage. And there's one thing you need in London: it's a garage. And in fact, if one thing you need in London is a double garage, that would be that would be the best thing to have: a double garage, which is secure. I quite fancy that idea. CCTV cam. I'm obsessed with CCTV cameras at the moment. We've got CCTV all over the place, and we've got 16 cameras, and uh, it's nice, and it records. So. We used to have trouble with children climbing onto the roof until I pointed out that there were cameras which were capturing them left, right, and centre. Not a peep from them since. Not a peep, which is good news. Excuse me. Mm. Ah. Cup of tea in the morning, kind of sets you up for the day, doesn't it? Well, it does really, because it's because it's Tuesday and because the, it's going so fast, and you've really got to work out. You've really got to uh, work out what you're going to do for this weekend because it's bank holiday weekend. Now you might want to go. You might want to go to the Notting Hill Carnival. You might want to go... There'll be fun fairs all over the place. Well, I'm hoping there'll be fun fairs all over the place. Uh, or you might want to take a stroll through London, walk through the South Bank. You'll find somewhere to eat. You could sit outside if the weather's going to be nice. It should be absolutely lovely. But do something. Please do something. Uh, I noticed that Eddie Mayer tweeted a picture from uh, LBC the other day. Did you see that? He, he tweeted a... Was it on the rooftop terrace? And he never fell off, did he? Like the woman on the back of the cruise ship. He managed to make it up there. And that's a bigger drop from there than she was in. But um, somebody says, odd that the aquatic woman rescued by a Croatian ship after ten hours was pictured in the mail yesterday, gave her name as Kay. Her reticence to be identified after surviving such a fall. Yes, but it wasn't a fall, though, was it? It wasn't a fall. It was a. It was a jump. Because these ships have got CCTV all over them. They can't afford to lose people over the side. You know, they don't go out there to lose people at all. But uh, you're right. Very, very odd. Uh, The inmates are absolutely in control. Former prison officer at HMP Birmingham gives a shocking insight into what really goes on inside the troubled jail. Well, everything. Everything. Alex uh, from Blackpool travelling to work in Cyprus for the next week. Only just returning from the Falkland Islands on Saturday. Let's trade jobs for a week. I need to spend some time with the family and friends. And uh, you can enjoy your day to the whole LBC team. They'll be thrilled. They'll be pre- Why don't people like salad cream anymore? I like salad cream. I do salad cream. I like it. I like I like dipping. You know, when you dip things in the salad cream like that. I like that. <laughs> it says, I can't believe a four-hour wait. Nobody would wait that long. Not one. That's half a day. Yeah, I agree with you. I wouldn't wait. To, I wouldn't even wait. To, if, if If there was a queue for something... You know, it was a restaurant, and they go, oh, there's a... You know, sometimes I just walk in. In fact, most of the time I just walk in anyway. And uh, and they go, uh, have you booked? And you think, there's a three-quarter empty restaurant. And the, the person asks the dumbest question, have you booked? No, because I would have said, I've booked a table. So uh, that's why I tend to go to the same place all the time, because at least they, they put up with my foibles. That's why I call it my foibles. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Why don't people say tomato sauce anymore, says Shane? I don't know. And somebody says chips and salad cream. Yes, chips and salad. Well, actually, chips and mayonnaise go down very well. And uh, (laughs) Steve Rusty Lee is still a very busy lady. We saw her doing a cooking demo at the camping and caravanning show. The crowd of 12 loved her and her laugh Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I've got a brilliant salad recipe, says Joe. Lettuce, cucumber, tomatoes, rocket, carrots and beetroot. Then toss it into the bin and order a pizza. <laughs> My idea of fun, actually. Do you know, I nearly had a pizza the other day. I haven't had a pizza for ages. Because somebody said to me, you don't want to eat pizza. It's really fattening. And so if people say that to me, I always go, all right, I, w- I won't have a pizza. <laughs> doesn't ever work. doesn't ever work. But I haven't had one for a long, long time. So I'm a Good boy. Uh, cruise Fall Survivor branded a stupid woman, according to the, uh, the Telegraph today. And um, the mother of the cruise line's president has claimed that Kay Longstaff was accused of causing massive disruption. Well, she was drunk, wasn't she? I mean, you, you don't, I don't think you throw yourself off seven floors without realising that there must be some danger involved. Unless, of course, you're drunk. And that's how probably she survived in the sea, but we've got no idea. Celia Walden is on Jamie Oliver's side. Good, I think we should all be on Jamie Oliver's side. Otherwise, it's ridiculous. Which means that none of you could go out and, and sort of do, you know, a recipe for sweet and sour because that's Chinese or a recipe for sort of coconut chicken because that might be Jamaican or it might be something else. You know, and, and you think to yourself, no, you can cook anything you like. They seem to think he's doing it to make money. He's a businessman. He's also a chef. He's been cooking for donkey's years. He's more successful than any of these old has-beens who've been sort of, you know, claiming, oh, this is, he shouldn't be allowed to do this, shouldn't be allowed to do that. He can do what he wants Keep your nose out. Just worry about your own things. Don't worry about other people. Don't. I mean, if you want to worry about it, check with the MP on what sort of outfit she's wearing today. Get my drift? Uh, 100 units in a week. Adrian Charles confesses all. Apparently, if he didn't stop drinking, he was going to die. Well, that's the wake-up call, isn't it? That is the wake-up call. What can you do about it? The answer is nothing. And apparently he was drinking. Apparently more than once he went on air with a hangover. I don't think that's such a rarity in this day and age, isn't it? I don't know how long alcohol stays in the system. 24 hours, something like that. A wealthy Quaker trust is funding a charity with close ties to the suspected leaders of a dissident terrorist terrorist group responsible for multiple recent gun and bomb attacks. The charity CRSI, which is Conflict Resolution Services Ireland, whose Belfast offices have twice... Been raided by counter-terrorism police, but has been given more than 385,000 by the Joseph Rowntree Charitable Trust. Oh, not so good, is it? Not so good. I wonder, I mean, one of these, these people who are involved with this organisation are very suspect, very, very suspect. Uh, Also, the creators of a new romantic comedy, Crazy Rich Asians, were so determined to get their mould-breaking film into cinemas that they turned down a guaranteed fortune up front from Netflix to work with a Hollywood studio instead. I hate these programs. We have them on the television here, which is sort of young, rich, and dumb, I think, or whatever it was. These people are stupid. Really? St- I mean, God, I didn't there were people are so stupid. And um, there was a Glasgow woman who left her door unlocked, went downstairs to discover a bloke sleeping on her settee. At, um, she said that he, he was indignant at being woken up, but then apologized when he realized his parents had moved out of the house some two years previously. That's a bit worrying isn't it? That is a little bit worrying. Uh, the mayor's urged to ditch limousines and take the bus. They keep putting out three three councils who who picked up on the Bentley Continental. What a nice car. And perhaps it might work out cheaper in the long run than having sort of some old limo. But I mean, do we really need limos? I don't know what we've got around our way for the mayor. I can't remember what the um what the actual car is, the official car. I'm sure it'll be you know it'll be something exciting. Uh there's a, a gangster a balaclava-clad member of a knife-wielding gang was abandoned when he was hit by a car as they chased someone. Oh, that's good. Uh, he was he was left for dead, so they ran him over. Well, there you go. God moves in a mysterious way. This is after, uh, in Birmingham, his, his friends. He was left half-naked in the street after his friends tried and failed to lift him into a waiting getaway car. Oh, there you go. Let's wait and see him being dragged into court. Interesting, isn't it? It's just getting out of hand. They've got to come up with something, you know, a little bit... Uh, a little bit better than the rubbish which they're doing at the moment. Uh, also, what's this one here? Clean eating is half-baked, says Prue Leith. It's only because they're launching a thing and you've got that, uh, You've got a picture of Sandy Toxic who we adore. Prue Leith is great. I even like Paul Hollywood. It's just the unfunny one who's the, uh, who's the fly in the ointment. Hate the taste of broccoli. That's what they said, uh, Lenny Henry. People were saying, is he all right? Because he seems to have lost a horrendous amount of weight. And he said, yeah, I've been eating broccoli. I mean, I don't know whether he eats anything on top of. I oh, see, I love broccoli. I love broccoli. There's not much I don't like. There's not much I don't like. I can, I can sort of cope with, uh, with most foods. Uh, the NHS staff kept a cat in the hospital, uh, and this is to let him prowl around. They bought him a basket and everything else. I don't. I mean, infection control experts say staff's behaviour was beyond belief. They found him sleeping in a linen cupboard during a routine search. Unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, first of all, I thought it was a, one of those cats where, you know, they'll, they'll take it onto, the, um, onto the, the ward. And they've got a picture here of the cat with some trolleys about to pounce on a rat. That's, I think, what it's been brought into. Uh, NHS workers let Monty wander around among patients in A&E. They bought him a scratch pad. They were rumbled after the manager found Burmese Monty asleep in a linen cupboard. This is at Surrey's Epsom Hospital. They spotted paw prints on fresh bedsheets. Oh, dear, shan't we go into that hospital. The union rep's letter to staff says the trust board have gone nuts that a cat should be in the hospital. They're looking for the culprit. If you are seen in an NHS hospital sitting stroking a cat when you should be at work, it's a hard argument to win. I mean, who on earth would take a cat? I mean, who would... I'm sure they'll find out because the Sun are offering all sorts of incentives. So they've seen Monty strolling around. And uh, somebody's head's going to roll, as you can well imagine. Uh, let's have a look. Have a look here. Have a look here. This is uh, household incomes. They said they're not rising quick enough. And the rescued Brit Kay Longstaff jumped from a cruise ship after a boozy row with her partner. And actually, when you look at where she is, she's, I know she was on 7th, but doesn't look that far up. And uh, the Italian police have sealed it. She said the other day she was sorry. Well, I hope she's going to be paying for it. Somebody should be uh, suing her. You know, because the Bosnian Navy, you don't want to come out and start rescuing idiots like that. Thank you very much indeed. Plus, 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 uh, Adrian Char. In all the papers today, I down four Guinnesses, four beers, five wines, one fizz in one day. They say he's dependent on booze. So, in other words, what you see is is obviously not what we're supposed to see. Uh, Anger at the bus lanes. I lose track of bus lanes, don't you? Sometimes you say, am I in the bus lane? Am I out of the bus lane? Somebody sort of waved at me the other day, which was quite sweet, so I waved back. And he said, you're in the bus lane. I said, yeah, he said, there are cameras on it. I said, it's Monday to Friday. Today's Saturday. I said, do you speak English? Some really stupid people. But uh, do you know that uh, bus lanes and one road have earned the council £10 million in a year? £10 million in a year. Nearly 350,000 have been caught there since September last year. That's 1,000 a day. Where is this? This is on a stretch of the Oxford Road in Manchester. It's only a... A small step, 450 metre stretch. And more than 80% were caught on that. Wow. The council insisted the route was fully compliant with the relevant legislation, but said it had applied for more signs. It's supposed to tell you it's a bus lane, because I don't know. I don't know what's a bus lane, unless it's specifically marked out this is a bus lane. And bus drivers hoot you or do whatever they do. At the moment, you know, it's, uh, it's, all, it's all OK, but you never know. Ali Ross is doing his uh, TV page. Always worth reading Ali Ross. Because he talks about, you know, if we learn nothing from this series of Celebrity Brig Brother, it has to be, uh, you know, the least answered old age question. What would Philip Schofield's death mask look like? Step forward, housemate number five, Rodrigo Alvez, the so-called human Ken doll, who says he's skin and bones like everybody else, apart from the four ribs he's had removed and ten nose jobs, which means he communicates in a strange series of goose honks and pigeon English. Hmm, very nervous. Hmm, shaky. Hmm, very excited. He's also very lucky to be in the house, considering he dropped the N-word on day one. And uh, he started coming on to male members, whereas we were told only a short while ago he's supposedly, laughingly, supposed to be heterosexual. Dear God, who he's going to be going out with? We have no idea. More from uh, Ali Ross's column in a moment. Uh, heading towards the news at six. Rear of the year, what a what a great accolade! What have you got? I've got Bum of the Year, Michelle Keegan, and somebody I've never heard of. The sizzling sea- uh, heat wave, which has boosted pubs' takings, but not by enough. Fern McCann, yet another dreary holiday. Uh, The strawberry cure for painful illnesses. The Royal Mint is halving the number of coins that it makes. There's prostate hope for millions of over-50s. And measles warnings for families, you have been told. The Cathedral showing X-rated films. And Aldi have banished the black plastic that we can't recycle. That and more and your texts and emails after the news, which is next here on LBC. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Four minutes past six. It's nice to have company. Welcome to Tuesday morning. It's early breakfast with Steve Allen till seven. So the cruise uh, fall survivor, uh, the captain said, we've got a jumper. They've caught her on cctv so uh, she'd had a few drinks apparently it was a bit of a row with the person she was with so maybe not being as truthful as she could have been the para-olympian laura Stedman joined strictly and lee ryan that'll be nice he wasn't doing anything for the next few uh, few ages and uh, the pope has attacked the child abuse and cover-ups well the cover-ups um, uh, your holiness have been done with inside your church if you don't have any control over it, then the problem lies with the Catholic Church. Big, big problem. You know, what do they say? A thousand children who've been abused in uh, one part of America. And he just goes, you know, it, it, it can't go on. Well, you've been saying that for donkey's years. People have known about it. It's just it's been covered up all the time, which isn't so good, is it? It's not, not a very nice thing at all. Uh, 84850, steve lbc.co.uk. Uh what else we have? We had the schoolboy beating the host of darts players to win the championship. Must be a misspent. Shouldn't he be outside playing with his bicycle and you know, banging balls around or something like that? Uh also the uh families crushed by the cost of living. Apparently it's rising at such a rate and the huge police guard on Harry and Meghan as they take a trip with the Cloonies. Obviously not decided to go back to work just yet. Maybe just a few more little holidays with some some, uh, some Hollywood whatever they are. Uh, rear of the year is Michelle Keegan. She'll be delighted. That'll be another little award to put on the shelf. And uh, Jack and Danny, the winners of Love Island. Although, frankly, I think they'll, they'll disappear long before Christmas. They've, uh, they've rented a little flat together. See how long that lasts. I don't think either of them have ever really lived away from home properly. And the TV bosses blasted. uh, For those people who want to watch games, you have to pay for things nowadays. And they're really taking full advantages. And most people want to ditch 9 to 5. When they say the job is 9 to 5, people go, I don't want to do 9 to 5, I'd rather leave earlier. And they go, well, you can't. And they go, oh, I don't want to do 9 to 5. I mean, who does 9 to 5 nowadays? Not many people. Who gets a lunch? Who gets lunch break? Most people don't go... Lunch break, do they? They go, you have a sandwich at your desk or something like that. That's how it works nowadays. Anyway, just going back to Ali Ross and uh, Paul Rodrigo Alves. And uh, he says, um, um, uh, he, he because he's, he's now, I think, three times dropped the N word. Totally unforgivable. He's either a complete idiot uh, or Channel 5 are just prepared to keep him on there because he's publicity. But uh, interestingly enough, he says, uh, I guess, though, Channel 5 couldn't risk shipping another dingbat after losing porn star Stormy Daniels, in whose honour this entire series has been named, designed and themed. Celebrity Big Brother, The Eye of the Storm, it's called. A series dedicated to Stormy and all those other poor souls who've been so traumatised by their experiences in the public eye they've agreed to spend the next month or two in a house filled with dozens of cameras. Among the bit-part players, Cory star Ryan Thomas, ex-bankrupt, Footballer Jermaine Pennant, Lake Placid Three Star, Roxanne Pallett, uh, Psychic, (laughs) Sally Morgan and kidnap victim Chloe Ayling, who if Channel 5 really had their wits about them would have all arrived in the boot of their limo. Uh, Others, truth be told, are a bit more obscure and victims of nothing but their own stupidity. Towie's Dan Osborne. Uh, craving for attention. Somebody called Natalie Nunn, Gabby Allen off Love Island and married at first sight, Burke Ben Jardine, who really should drop the Keith Lemon Act and grow up now. He's grey and balding. But as I say, I mean, at least Stormy Daniels had the decency to quit the show two hours before it started. There are, of course, four housemates kicking around. Kirsty Alley. Uh, Personal favourite, though, is the rogue trader Nick Leeson, one of the very few housemates who's ever done a proper job and therefore one of the very few alive to the possibility that the rest of them might be Rosses, It's certainly the pretty swift conclusion about the Womble-in-a-Kilt-Hardeep-Sing Cole, who's got no off button, according to Nick, and no on either, since he was bumped from the one show for inappropriate behaviour. He's annoyed pretty much everybody within the first 24 hours, including Rodrigo, who's been forced to wear a Brazilian carnival outfit, just in case the old wallflower vanishes into the background. What unites them all, however, is that touching desire for the public to see The real me. You know, the kind, gentle, giving soul behind the sockless idiot who'll be stripping and striking kung fu poses for the paparazzi any second. It used to be a brilliant, imaginative and unmissable show. Now it's just a bunch of dreary people who need medical attention. It's as simple as that. It's, you know, they are just sad, sad people. Oh, my life's so traumatised, so I'm going to now put myself, because I want to show the public the real me. The public don't like you. That's why you're all in there. It's as simple as that. Uh, Also... Uh, Great Sporting Insights, Jeff Stelling, Joshua and Jacob Murphy are twins, and both are 23 years old. Amazing, isn't it? Amazing. Where do they get them from? Who knows? And uh, I like Bradley Walsh. On a bottle of fragrance, the letters EDC stand for what? Uh, O de what? And the, the woman, Amanda, went, Parfum. No E D C, dear E D C. Tipping points. Ben Shepherd. Which word precedes statesman in a British political magazine founded in 1913? Joe, is it bus? They really are that thick. And uh, and <laughs> impossible celebrities. Rick Edwards. Which poet was born in the U.S. state of Missouri? Vicky Patterson. T.J. Hooker. And Ben Shepherd. Which smoked fish lends its name to the brightly coloured, very wide tie? Joe, salmon. They really are that thick. They really are. But as I say, having seen on Tipping Point, poor old um, Katie Price, she turned out to be the loser. She was so dim, it was embarrassing. But then you remembered, she hasn't got any money, so not much cop in business, not much cop between the brain cells, which weren't working that day. 84850, steve lbc.co.uk. And uh, another one here. Uh, Eastbourne Station this morning. What's the aroma at Twickenham Station, says Donnie? I don't. We don't have an aroma. They're they're building it. Our station has been completely taken away. I mean, it's still there. You can you have to walk all the way around. But they're they're putting up flats, shops over it. Oh, it's a multi-million pound. Oh God, it's huge. Seriously, you'll be driving into Twickenham, going. God, Lord, it looks different from the last time I was here. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we have that. And uh, Steve, have you seen the nineteen nineties drama Bangkok Hilton? With the late Denham Elliott and Nicole Kidman. No, not, strangely enough, a big fan of Nicole Kidman. I don't know why. Uh, Ryan Thomas left Corrie saying he was off to make his name in America. Did two years in Neighbours and is now back in Big Brother. So how did America work out? It didn't for him. It didn't, but he, he did. He was in Neighbours, wasn't he? Because he came in to talk to me and they were filming and we were sort of discussing how the filming process in Australia is completely different, completely different to anything you do over here. Apart from that, they all change in the same room. There's no separate dressing rooms for people in Australia. They're not messing around in that department. They're all in one big, like like a school hall kind of thing. Uh, a tycoon... This was an odd one. This was an odd one. This is a tycoon. Killed with his family in a seaplane crash. Has left £41 million to Oxfam. £41 million pounds. Richard Cousins, fiancée Emma Bowden, his two sons and her daughter, died whilst on holiday in Australia last New Year's Eve. He was the boss of a catering giant. He planned to leave most of his wealth in trust for his sons William and Edward, but a year before the accident in Sydney, he drew up a new will inserting a common tragedy cause, which I'd never heard of. It was to be activated in the seemingly unlikely event he and his sons were killed together and made Oxfam the main beneficiary. Now all but £3 of his fortune will go to the charity. Brothers Simon and Andrew get a £1 million. And uh, this is uh, weeks after Oxfam chiefs warned they needed to cut jobs and find £16 million in savings. Big business charity, isn't it, now? That shows how much money there is floating around in it. I mean, they are very rich. Round our way, we have uh, we have all the the charity shops you can st- shake a stick at. Seriously, we've got it's it becomes you know the treasure hunt for people who think they're going to find something that's worth a small fortune. And so we have every single charity shop that you can think of, run by little sweet old ladies who don't earn a penny piece, and uh, and people who go round shoplifting from them. You know you can watch people shoplifting in charity shops now. I don't know why, probably because they think that that you know the stuff is uh, is worth peanuts which, of course, it is in a lot of cases, and it's been donated, which is always very nice. Uh, A a fun holiday. This is for you travelling this weekend. You're going to face chaos. 400 rail engineering works, roadworks, a strike, and delays crippling transport networks. More than 100,000 train passengers have been told to avoid coming to London. That would be a bit difficult when you're working it, isn't it? I should be working on on Sunday, Bank Holiday Sunday and Bank Holiday Monday. You working Bank Holiday Monday? Not Bank of the Monday. Okay. Sunday? Yeah, you'll be working Sunday. That'll be nice. Uh, apparently Euston Station, the terminus of the West Coast line from Glasgow, is closed for the next two weekends. And uh, Peter Broadley of Virgin Trains says, we strongly advise our customers to avoid travelling. Well, it's kind of tough if you have to travel, isn't it, really? Not so good. A spokesman for Highways England said, it's not safe or cost-effective to complete or remove all roadworks for a bank holiday weekend. No, obviously not. They manage it in other countries. Of course, we can't do that here. Far too complicated, I should imagine. Uh, the cathedral, which we'll talk about in a moment, showing X-rated films, and people have complained from other churches, going, this is outrageous. It's going to show full-frontal nudity and all sorts of things, when so they have this screening, And the, uh, and the priest at, the, at this cathedral, whoever he is, there, I can't remember what they have at the cathedral, uh, says, listen, I think God's seen everything. You know, we don't need to worry about it. God's not going to be going, woo, naked people. He's not going to worry about stuff like that, is he?
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC. The more you read about the travel
1: chaos over a bank holiday weekend, you begin to wonder whether or not there's ever going to be a bank holiday in our lifetime where there are no roadworks, everything works perfectly, and we all have a nice time. It seems seems not. So there's £84 million worth of railworks and there's 9,600 workers carrying them out, there's a uh, three a day shutdown of london 's Euston station in fact they 've actually I think we were running the London Euston station thing a couple of weeks ago and saying that uh, don't don't don 't go there so they don 't really want us here at all actually strangely enough, Andy Thomas of Network Rail said most of the network is open for business as usual good there's a strike which will see Liverpool Airport closed for thirty six hours from Thursday to Saturday morning I mean honestly. I went into Mark's the other day. All their computers were down, so the tills were only taking cash. And then, because we used to have a restaurant in, in Twickenham, and uh, they, they were, let's call them dodgy, shall we? Dodgy. Because on rugby days, when the place was swarming, this this restaurant uh, used to say that their, um, what do they call them, their uh, credit card machine wasn't working. They, they used to put a sign on the door, sorry, credit card machine not working, uh, cash only. You think, yeah, because you're fiddling the tax. That's what you're doing. You're fiddling the tax. They must have thought we'd f- Obviously, if I was the taxman out of the field day. So, how much money did you take on rugby day? Oh, about £3. Yeah, right. Well, we went past the window, and it turns out you were packed from nine o'clock. What is going on with Good Morning Britain, Steve? The presenting is becoming very facile. Turn that off. Um, I think it's because they're sort of trying out. So, you know, people who they go, oh, should, should we try out? Because let's face it, I mean, Aim and Ohms can't live forever. And they've got to find somebody else to cover for him. Ruth could work with anybody, I suppose. But they they tried Molly King out, a bit creepy. And some bloke she does a radio programme with, even worse. You know, there's an art to doing it. Rylan wasn't really good. Him him and his uh, husband, boyfriend at the time, I think, uh, useless. Just doesn't work. There's an art to doing it. I think nowadays they go, oh, you can be a presenter. So they sort of shove them into this this job. And they go, oh, I'm I'm a presenter now. Uh, Julia says, EDC is eau de cologne. Thank you. Uh, Steve, thieves breaking front or back doors to rob houses when people are inside the house happened in my area in Northwest London. It happens all the time. Don't don't assume that uh, you know people rob houses when it's dark. No, no, most of the time it's done in broad daylight. They have this ridiculous program on the BBC at the moment. A bigger waste of television time. Although that's most of the BBC programs, and this is called. What do they call it? They're, they're, they're sort of basically trapping criminals with little tracker devices left. So they'll have things sitting on a table and watch somebody stealing it. They had a ble- But they haven't yet, you know, involved the police or done anything. They basically said, Can you believe that? If we leave a laptop on the front seat of a car, somebody's going to break the window and steal it. And I'm thinking, Well, are you stupid. Of course they're going to steal it. They're going to leave it there and go, oh, you must be really careful of your laptop. They found the bloke who'd actually nicked it, and he said, "What you're accusing me of stealing something. And they went, no, I'm shouting into television. Yes, they are. That's why they've got a camera on you. But it's hidden. You can't see it. And then they pixelated his face. You know, why they pixelate these people's faces? I've got no idea. There's some right scuzzy people out there. Anyway, here's the uh, favourite picture of the week. It's a hardcore porn actress. There's not much she's not done. Hanging around with the loose women who look so thrilled to be with her. Why? I can't imagine. Why you'd want to hang around with Stormy Daniels? I've got no idea at all. But uh, Michelle Keegan is returning to her northern roots. That doesn't mean she's going home. It means that they might be... Uh, she's uh, she's uh, signed up for the new Sky One comedy Brassic with Being Human's Damon Maloney and This Is England's Joe Gilgan. I don't know who either of those are. But uh, apparently Michelle Keegan's got a sense of humour and she can do comedy now. When was that? When was that...? Anyway, as as they try and sort of... Oh, look, different people here. we failed our exams, but we've still made our fortunes. And these are people who've done very well with no qualifications. And uh, I've argued about that as well. Say, you know, qualifications don't mean anything. An education means that you've been educated to a certain standard. And so that's okay. But, you know, I've never heard of anybody in my business uh, going on their qualifications I, th- I think sometimes in print journalism uh, they're looking for qualifications but you know to be a radio or a television presenter nobody's ever asked excuse me so what 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 qualifications you got well i haven't got any what does that mean why do you need qualifications i thought you were looking for a presenter i'm a presenter in fact you be honest with you, i mean i just thought about it. i don't even know what dale's qualifications were no idea no idea at all <laughs> It's always interesting, uh, Steve. The only time there were no roadworks or train cancellations was during the 2012 London Olympics, when everything moved freely with no delays. Perhaps we need to do that again now. <laughs> and uh, somebody says, "Do you know uh, when you'll be having time off or a holiday? I'll have to prepare by saving a bunch of your podcasts to keep me going while you're away. Because what else am I supposed to do? I don't know. I don't know. There's nothing booked at the moment. I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry about it. Seriously." Other people do do holidays. I'm not really a holiday person. I look on every day as a holiday. Seriously, every day you come into work is a holiday. So anyway, just going back quickly. These are these uh, ladies, and uh, one here's got uh, a best-selling teething mitten. Uh, One has started five firms from scratch. Uh, One has got an online cosmetics business, and uh, the other one runs two profitable businesses. They have to say that, don't they? We run profitable businesses as opposed to failures. Uh, the one thing that people think they 're going to make a lot of money at nowadays is probably uh, a cafe or something like that, but uh, you 're never going to make a huge amount of money you 've got to work all the hours God sends because they open so early. I think Starbucks round our way opens at seven o 'clock in the morning. they get the staff in at, at seven I mean some days they 've got nobody in there at all how they can how they can afford to pay people and I thought oh they 're not paying tax that 's why I keep forgetting these things uh Corey's saved my baby 's Life. The uh, the big bill for switched games. This is the story I told you earlier on about the TV bosses who've been blasted for hitting fans travelling to away games in the pocket. Premier League matches can be moved less than six weeks before the fixture's due to take place. Fans hoping to buy the cheapest rail tickets have to buy them three months in advance, and then they change it. So it costs you more money. They don't care about you. Nobody cares about you. The Paralympian Lauren Stedman has signed up to Strictly. She's a silver medalist triathlon who was born without a complete right arm, took up salsa lessons four years ago and she's proved cynics who claim a girl with one arm would not be able to dance, one hand. And she says, that for me, sport is now a career and no longer a hobby. Uh, Lee Ryan's got no excuse for going in there at all. I mean, he had a little bit of a career with a group called Blue and uh, they all gradually, I think one by one, I think they all did, they all declared bankruptcy. Because they just, uh, you know, all these people, they couldn't care about it. So he'll be earning a little bit of money. But bearing in mind, he's going to have the edge over other people. He went to Sylvia Young's Theatre School, Italia Conte, Academy of uh, Theatre Arts, and he danced on stage with the boy Brand Blue. So he's got loads of experience. In fact, that's one thing we should Admittedly, some of the dancing was a bit lame you know, not as good as some of the people in other bands, but it was still dance. He's done it. He has he has studied for it. And that's what they used to do all the time at any of those theatre schools. That's what they did. They learnt how to dance. Comic James ditches social media apps to create his own. This is James Corden, the man who is doing so well in America. It's uh it's almost a a great tale. Him and his wife are very happy. Um plus uh, his his chat show doesn't pull in a huge amount, but in sponsorship deals it can make a fortune. His average audience about two million, because there's so much competition for chat shows in America, they're all competing. But when you look at, at say, Ellen DeGeneres, and what she gives away on the programme, you know, okay, today you've all got 55-inch televisions and they'll go, yeah! And then they get a family on who haven't got much money and they go, well, from Walmart or whoever it happens to be, they've given you $25,000. And you think, wow. I mean, over here, you know, and here's a kettle from Argos. Not quite the same, is it? It's even worse when you go abroad. I told you years ago that they did the, I think it was the Nigerian version of Sailor the Century. And the, the woman's standing there. And she said, and today you can win a set of glasses and some paperbacks. And the audience went wild. I thought, wow, tell you, they'd be dead easy. In America, they go, and you won a car. And you can see the contestant go, oh, not another. I won a car last week. Couldn't I win the spade? You know, and so it goes on. But I I do like a good quiz show, and I like a chat show, and I like a chat show that's generous. And Ellen DeGeneres' chat show is very generous. Christmas time, they have the 12 days of Christmas. They give away tonnes of stuff, because the manufacturers want to be mentioned by her, because she's popular. And the same for James Corden. Same for James Corden. He's running a very, very successful show. He's getting the big-name stars on there, and that's what they that's what they like. The Americans tune in for stuff like that. It wouldn't make any difference if I had big-name stars on this show in the morning. If, indeed, you could actually find somebody who was awake at this time of the morning. But it, it wouldn't make any difference to the audience figures, you know. And today we've got, you know, whoever it happens to be. People go, it doesn't really matter. Because you could just do that as a pre-recorded interview, which uh, a lot of people do. Uh, so Esther Ransom thanking uh, the readers of The Express today. They raised £225,000. Uh, trying to keep things going. It's the uh, the lifeline for a lot of elderly people. And the scandal of the drugged-up jailbirds being allowed to run major UK prisons. It's it's quite frightening It's going on, but it's been going on for ages. This is not new. This is absolutely not new at all. Uh, if you really want to read about the, uh, the non-entities who so are doing the Bake Off programme, then they're in all the papers today. It's all very exciting. And so 13... Cele- I didn't realise, actually. 13 celebrities have been... Um, Signed up for the BBC dance show. So we know you've got Susanna Constantine, a bit dreary. And um, I can't see all the other ones, actually. But they have sort of posted and they've said, oh, it's going to be really exciting. Uh, Plus, there's an operation. Chris Allard has put up with a medical complaint that affects most men. And he said, about 20 years ago, I'd started noticing I joined the first in, last out club at the toilet. But I had to put up with it. And he was waking up three times a night to go to the loo. And he suffered from an enlarged prostate. So a decade ago, he was given drugs to counter the problem, but stopped taking them because they made him drowsy. Eventually, things got so bad, he needed treatment. So he approached uh, a man here about the possible side effects on sexual performance. He's 70-something. I wasn't even aware that things still functioned at that age. But anyway, he said I was. he went to Charing Cross Hospital uh, to see Hashim Ahmed, a surgeon, who was trialling this uh, therapy in which steam is injected into the prostate. I was sedated, felt no physical discomfort. The symptoms have dramatically reduced. I don't need to go to the toilet as often, and that really helps with my sleep, because that's the big problem. Also, for diabetes, if you're a diabetic, you know, you know because you're going to the toilet a lot. And when I say a lot, it could be a serious amount, you know. Certainly more than four or five times in the night, which guarantees you're pretty certainly diabetic.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, my friend uh, Warren is in Delhi, where he says it's 35 degrees centigrade and 100% humidity. It's vile. He says you drip as you walk outside. <laughs> 35 degrees, double it and add 37. 70, oh, it's 100 degrees. <laughs> no, not for me. He says, but don't forget, those 9,000 people working on the roads on the bank holiday Monday are going to be on three times the pay. So if your council tax goes up, that's the reason why. And then Warren says, I thought the Generation game was coming back. Is it or not? And who's going to be hosting it? I think they've decided to run it. You know what the BBC are like? They're absolute rubbish at these sort of things. And I think they're, they're still going. The first ones were so dire. And they've said, oh, they're going to do it again, I think, still with Sue Perkins. I'm pretty certain. Pretty certain. I could be wrong on that. Whether they've recorded them, I don't know. But uh, it just, listen, do not remake things that were sort of absolute classics of their period. This morning on Nick Ferrari at breakfast from 7 here on LBC as an outbreak of measles spreads across Europe, we'll hear how one family struggled to overcome the disease and how you can keep your kids safe. We'll bring you the latest from the Hillsborough tragedy, the Pope's latest apology, and hear how criminals are able to get their hands on working firearms totally legally. And as Brexit negotiations are back in full swing, the International Trade Secretary, Liam Fox, will be on the programme. That's all with Nick Ferrari this morning, from seven, with breakfast, here on LBC. So uh, not too long for, uh, for Nick. Um, b- 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 the cruise ship miracle. As I say, there's a picture of her with the Coast Guard looking all happy and thinking she's going to be famous now. Yes, famous for lying. Famous for lying. So you just fell off the back of a ship, did you? I don't think so. Otherwise, if she fell, she'd have crashed through everything. You know, so uh, anyway. So the party-loving past, oh dear. Don't you just sense? This? Even her father says she's been going through uh, a very hard time. Well, it doesn't account for throwing yourself off the back of a ship and holding the ship up. They're they're not very pleased at all. Not very pleased. uh, Relatives of her, contacted by the mail yesterday, said she didn't keep in touch often. So there you go. Um, But, uh, you know, we'll wait and see, shall we? Um, Let's make Britain an export superpower after Brexit, says Fox. And prisoners in stolen riot gear, taking selfies at the heart of the, the chaos Unbelievable, isn't it? An officer spattered in paint emerging from the riot-torn jail. This is Birmingham. The inmates who bragged every day was like a party. It was, you know, do what you want to do. And that's about as good as, they, uh, as good as they actually got. Wait a minute. There I am. Sorry. I've lost it, actually. Uh, Steve, uh, if your ratings don't move regardless of who you interview, can you interview me? I'm interesting in a sort of way. No, you're definitely not. I know that. And uh, do you know why it is now practised to only watch programmes that are 40 minutes instead of an hour or one and a half hours some programs make no sense i d- i d- i thought that they were shorter but only because they get more ad breaks in that's how it works on on television the more ad breaks that you can get in because they relax the law the better it is and so consequently that's what people are looking for they're looking for loads of positions for ad breaks loads of sponsorship uh more money that that's what it all all comes down to it comes down to you know, how many ad breaks you can get in and how many minutes worth of ads. Without it sounding ridiculous, because the Americans are the experts. Absolutely the experts at that. In other words, they'll go, and now it's rugby football or whatever it happens to be. And then they go, da 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 And then they go straight to an ad break. Then they come back and then the bloke will introduce the game. And then they go to another ad break. Oh, it's full of ad breaks. They love it. Do you remember years ago, it's a 60s icon. It's uh, a bubble car. Now, many of you might have had bubble cars. Uh, there is uh, a Heinkel. Uh, we had, I think, my dad's was called a Messerschmitt, and it was like a little bubble car, like a car, but the whole front of the car you lifted open, and the steering wheel was on it, and then you sat in, and then you pulled it shut behind you. I mean, they—it was—it looked like sort of a smaller smart car. That's about the best description, it, it didn't really look like a proper car, and it sounded like it had a lawnmower engine on it. Well, they're, they're coming back now. I mean, we, I've actually found a BMW Isetta 1959, currently on sale for 13,000, uh, whilst a 1957 Heinkel will set you back 25,000. Good lord, there was one that was auctioned in America, most sought after, expensive bubble car, and it was a 1958 FMR. TG500, it went for (laughs) £252,000. If only we'd kept all these... If only we had kept all of these cars and all of these things that, you know, now turn out to be the items that people seek. I'm watching this programme on telly at the moment. It's a couple of guys. They've done it in Canada and they've done it in America. And they go round and they try and buy up other people's junk, you know, people who hoard. You think I hoard? These people hoard better than I do. They've got barns and outhouses with loads of things like petrol pumps, and and they try and negotiate a price and buy it because there seems to be a huge markup on it. So, can you finish the story about Corrie saved my baby's life? Says Jan. Uh, which paper was it in actually? Can't remember actually. Oh, well, here we are. It's in the. It was the uh, the Daily Star. I don't think. I don't know if it's a spoiler. Alert. No, it's not, actually. It's a mum who's told how Corrie's sepsis storyline helped save her baby's life. And this particular lady uh, watched as GPs failed to spot mechanic Kevin Webster's son, Jack, had developed the deadly condition. And uh, Kieran Bowers had to have his leg amputated when her four-month-old baby, uh, Eba, I think that's how you pronounce it, grew really cranky, pale, uh, difficult to wake up and vomiting. She recognised the plot because she'd seen it on the television. So you see, television does have, does have its uses. Not all the time, but uh, it's good when they do something like that because then you can sort of, you can find... And she remembered. Oh, I've seen this. I've seen the symptoms. I know exactly what it is. Wow. Uh, Diana's brother, Earl Spencer, got a picture of his third wife, Karen. Does seem to get through them fairly quickly. Used to be a presenter, Earl Spencer, on LBC um, because I used to follow him. Also, or does he follow me? Actually, I think he used to follow me. And uh, used to come into his little tray. It was lovely. But uh, eight years ago this evening, he was bullied, he says, into going on a blind date. Thank you, old friend. So he's now got third wife, Karen. But uh, whilst wishing them well, writes Ephraim Hardcastle in the Daily Mail today, he said, I'm reminded of the showbiz writer Donald Zeck, remarking three months after nine times married actress Zsa Zsa Gabor, wed number six Barbie doll designer Jack Ryan, who said it wouldn't last. They divorced in... Nineteen seventy-six. <laughs> Apparently, she liked the taste of wedding cake. Liked the taste of wedding cake, but uh, again, bit of a bit of a legend, I suppose, in her in her own way. So nobody's reading. Nobody's reading books anymore. They're saying nobody's reading books. Why they're not reading books? I've got no idea whether it was Adrian Mole's secret diary or the story of disaffected Holden Caulfield in the Catcher in the Rye. Good book used to be the perfect escape for teenagers. Now it's not. One in three teenagers admit they've not read a book for pleasure. In the past year, I think obviously you have to sometimes read books for uh, for schoolwork and stuff like that. But uh, people just don't—they don't go to the library anymore. And yet, there are certain people who do go to the library, especially uh, you know over the years. In the late seventies, sixty percent of seventeen and eighteen-year-olds, uh, almost every day, reported reading too fewer books. See, I used to read books, but I have to be honest—I don't read that many books now. I tend to buy a DVD. Uh, or a talking book, or something like that. Uh, the Breastfeeding Story. I knew you'd like this one. This is uh, Natalie Forrester, was well aware that food and drink shouldn't be taken into the local swimming pool, but the mother of three couldn't believe it. They're always a bit surprised, aren't they? Oh, I can't believe it. When she discovered the ban is stretched to breastfeeding, the customer services worker from Stoke-on-Trent is furious after she was thrown out of the pool for breastfeeding her 18-month-old son, Josiah. The incident unfolded when Josiah became irritable at a baby swimming session at Dimensions Leisure Centre on July the 17th. The pool was attended by five other families. It was closed to the wider public. Shortly after moving away from the group and beginning to, feel, to feed her son, Mrs Forrester was approached by a swimming instructor who asked her to leave the pool. She said, I was completely baffled. Well, you can't have been. Really? You can't have been completely baffled. And I was asked to exit the water. She said, I've been breastfeeding for the last eight years and never had any comment made to me. What do you have now? There you go. There's always something. There's always something. The Leisure Centre's policy states, mothers are encouraged to breastfeed, but it's discouraged within the pools for the health and comfort of the child because there is a risk of the child regurgitating or vomiting in the pool. Absolutely. I mean, surely she can see that. But she was shocked. I was so shocked. She's helped run a local breastfeeding support group. They don't have a problem with you breastfeeding. You're not understanding this one, are you? You're not understanding it. You know, they just don't want you doing it in the water. What happens if the child's sick? They have to drain the entire pool, don't they? And that would be your fault. And you'd be the first one to be moaning about it. So they're saying they want you to breastfeed. But uh, she says the policy's outdated. Babies thrive on being fed in the water. Well, say it home in the bath, then. But, you know, if the child starts throwing up, you know, that's... You know, that's the way it goes. You're going to get into trouble. We had that on the cruise. I told you, we had a woman whose baby fouled the water because she didn't put on a proper nappy, a swimming nappy. And here's somebody breastfeeding. They're not, they don't have a problem with you breastfeeding, Natalie. You know, don't do don't do not sort of queenie fit. They have a problem with you breastfeeding in the pool. You know, simple as that. It's not complicated. Even I can understand that one. I still, uh, still think... Oh, good, I've got um, Alexandra Burke coming in uh, tomorrow quite nice. I was wondering, actually, if she was coming in this week. I do hope so, which is good. Uh, Harvey Weinstein's Me Too accuser. You remember this one? This is uh, Aisha Argento. I did, I did say earlier, I wasn't sure how you pronounced it, but it turns out uh, she was the one who was the first one to accuse Harvey Weinstein of this sexual assault. She's uh, just paid off a young man who's, who she sexually assaulted years ago when she made a a film. Uh, In November, she got a notice to sue from former child star Jimmy Bennett over an incident said to have taken place uh, when she was 17. The document claims Miss Argento lured the teen to her room and sent away his chaperone before plying him with alcohol and giving him love letters. So, uh, and then she had her her wicked way. She just paid out £300,000.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, everybody. Did I hear you correctly, Steve, when you said the lady in the pool had been breastfeeding for eight years? Yes? Yes? Eight years. She said so here. I've been breastfeeding for the last eight years and never had any comment made to me before. She's obviously got other children. You know, that's why she's been... You've not been feeding the same one. I don't think so, but uh, you're, you're you're right on this one. You said, what was the woman thinking of? You wouldn't eat your lunch in the water. Why is she acting so hard done by... I don't know. Perhaps she's like one of life's miseries. I just don't know. I just don't know. But it's it's a case of they don't want, they don't mind breastfeeding. They have no problem breastfeeding. They actively encourage breastfeeding. That's what's so stupid about these people who <laughs> go, I felt humiliated and all the rest of it. Well, you should have read the rules. And the rules are don't breastfeed in the water. You want to do that? Go and sit at home in the bath. You know, you don't need to breastfeed in the water at all. You know, they're, they're quite right. If this child then does projectile vomiting or something like that, which is highly likely. Highly likely. It might not have happened, but it might happen. There's a very good likelihood it could. Um, Then they'd have to close the pool to everybody. And thus you'd cause misery to everybody. So, you know, apart from fury, how about a little bit of common sense? A friend of mine, Warren, says, I can give you a little bit of information about the lady who fell off the cruise ship. Uh, It's not been announced or mentioned, but thousands of people missed their connecting flights because the cruise ship was late back into dock. Also, people were left stranded for hours because they couldn't get their transport back from where the cruise ship docked. I know it, because I know a few people that were on a ship. Uh, the ship was circulating for over six hours to try and find her. Now it's going to be, of course, late back. You're right, you miss things like that. We actually were late getting into uh, to Rome, well, the, the coach that was taking us to Rome, because they lost the key to the ship. Apparently they have a key to start it, like, like a car engine. But you're right, this selfish person, if she did throw herself off there, but they, they say on the CCTV she was a jumper... So, you know, I'm going to jump, I'm going to jump, you know. So she jumps and uh, and then wastes everybody's time. People miss flights connecting, thinking, Paul. soul. And she goes, yeah, I fell off. And they go, we've got CCTV. We are in 2018. We have modern ships nowadays. And it looks highly likely that you stood on the thing and then jumped. You know, into the water. Actually, never got sucked under. I'll never know. Never know. Very annoying. I imagine if you were on the ship, you'd be very annoyed. Uh, Daily Mail, they're doing that story as well. Also, the breakthrough five-minute treatment, which cures an embarrassing condition without surgery. This is prostate hope for millions of over-fifties. And it's this, um, it's this procedure which was done in the Charing Cross Hospital. Whether it's private, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the Daily Star, Freddy Carr eaten by hamster. Rodent munches mum's £25,000 Ford Cougar. Uh, this is a hungry hamster. They eat anything hamsters. Seriously, our one at home, we should let him out, uh, her out. Sorry, let her out, and she'd sort of run around the kitchen, go behind the cupboards, go behind the washing machine, and we think, oh bless, you know, perhaps she just likes being in dark corners. Eventually, you know, hamster comes out, goes back into the cage, blah 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 blah. Week later, mum turns on the washing machine. There's a huge bang. She's gnawed through all the cables at the back. She's she's because they just gnaw through cables. That's what rats and mice do, and everything. My brother put some stuff in a in a garage that he's uh, that he's got, and he went in there, and it was books and things like that. They've been shredded, mice. They eat them to make their nests with. So he hasn't got the books anymore. Uh, also, uh, Corrie saved baby's life, which is a story I told you about earlier. Inside Jack and Danny's new pad. Known each other about five weeks, but they've moved in together. So it's doomed, isn't it? I mean, you can absolutely tell. She's going to go, I hate you. Get out. You know, he's going to go, I never wanted to sleep with you in the first place. You're not that exciting. You're also thick as a brick. You can just, I, can just, I can map it out for you. I can map it out. It'll be the miracle of all miracles if it goes any further. Daily Express, Bake Off, ready to roll. Meet this year's bunch of attention-seeking desperados. Oh, I'm making a cake. I do watch these programmes, but to be honest with you, I couldn't care less. I'm not even into the uh, into the celeb versions. I'm really not. Uh, Booze's vice-like grip on my life. Adrian Charles on the fact that he was drunk uh, because he was drinking so many pints a day and so many of this and that. Everybody's got some crutch, haven't they, going on? Have you noticed? If you, if you want to be a celebrity nowadays, for God's sake, find an illness in your dim and distant past. You know, or, you, or you, you survive the killer hornets or something like that. There's got to be something going on. The jail crisis and the mirror. Uh, the uh, the Norwegian star, the drama. We have a jumper. I mean, it's funny because Ian Collins started it. I didn't know about the story till I came in. But the first thing I, I thought of was, I don't believe it. In fact, I said so on the programme. I do not believe she fell off the back of a ship. And it was the side anyway. And Ian Collins didn't believe it either. He didn't believe it. But uh, they were rowing before the captain announced she was missing. We've got a jumper. She's jumped off the side. She's wasted everybody's time. I hope she's presented with a bill. I hope she is from the Croatian Navy, saving her and uh, everybody faffing around. I don't want to see her on The morning or Loose Women or anything else. You just stick with the porno stars on the Loose Women programme. Dreadful. Uh, Adrian Charles, I drank 100 units in a week. Yeah, shut up. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. You're supposed to be an adult. Uh, also, um, the reuniting... Of people at a resort in North Korea. These are people who have been separated uh, during the Korean War. And uh, pictured is Lee Kyum Seum, 92, greeting her son, Ri Sang Choi, 71, during a brief meeting. They were separated during the Korean War when Mr. Ri was aged four. Dozens of South Koreans crossed the border to see relatives. Can you imagine seeing people you've not seen for that amount of time? So for Lee Kyum Seum, uh, greeting her son, she's 92. I mean, that's something that she never thought possible. Never thought possible. Uh, the Sun today, clue break for Meghan. Yes, I mean, they're so hard-working, Meghan and Harry. They've got to take another break, and they're looking for another break as well to go on because uh, it's so tough being a member of the royal family. We know that because uh, Beatrice and Eugenie decided to tell us in their tedious little interview how tough it is being a busy working royal. Not that I think they've ever done any work, but there you go. Uh, the cruise Brit had a row and then jumped. You know, the next thing is she'll be taken in for psychiatric help. It's not, you don't want to jump off the back of a ship, do you? I mean that's where the that's where the engines are you know you'd have to jump out to steer you know to keep well away from them and also surely people sitting on their balconies going I'm sorry, was that just somebody who jumped past you know, Captain then announced it uh the health probe in the sun today is the n h s staff who kept a cat in a hospital to uh, to look after the rats and all the other things in there. But uh, they, they, they will find out who, who brought the cat in. It be on CCTV, won't it? I should imagine. Uh, finally, the telegraph this morning. Don't alter rules to elect Boris. Hague warns Cruise Cruisefall survivor branded a stupid woman. You're going to get loads of this. She survived ten hours in the sea. And uh, a cruise lines president has claimed that that's what she did. She jumped. She jumped. Goldman Sachs offers to ship working mother's breast milk around the world. And um, Hamas praises supportive... Jeremy Corbyn. Couldn't make it up, could you? That's it this morning. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Thank you very much indeed. I'm sure we will have a uh, another session tomorrow. Same time, same place, between four and seven. And um, if you can jo- do, do join, just remember you can stream this programme. This programme is available on our streaming service. So on my free podcast today, oh dear, we've got them all. We've got them all, including the fact that Arge, little Arge, the desperado, the one who's not actually bothered with anything in his life, um, is doing another one. This It's, it's another third-rate programme, just how, how to drive a car or something. Obviously very difficult. Uh, my Little Bit Extra is totally free. Is available shortly from wherever you get your podcast from, so make sure you download the LBC app. As well as listening to LBC, wherever you are, you can listen back to this and all of the other programmes from the last week for free on the catch-up feature. Just download the LBC app for iPhone or Android. Tap on catch-up. Simple as that. Coming up at 10, it's Tom Swarbrick in for James O'Brien. But next, with breakfast on LBC,
0: it's Nick Ferrari. If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Sunday from 5am.